food source changes drastically. So woolly mammoth thing got as much. Oh, I can tell you're reading because you said drastically. <laughs> drastically. Today's episode is brought to you by Fiora Divino Chianto Classico Reserva 2017 import from Italy. So <laughs> what I'm saying is that the woolly mammoths have a consistent lifestyle based off of tens of thousands or millions of years of evolution. Mm-hmm. And if there's an ice age, it does alter their food source, their habitat, and their life as they know it, so they go extinct. Good fucking afternoon, and welcome to the Dylan and Joe Basement Podcast. We're your hosts, Dylan. And I'm Joe. (laughs) What are we talking about today, Dylan? We're talking about megafauna. What does that mean? I got got no clue. I mean, I got uh, this mega man. There's a... Megaliths, there's a megalodon, that's a giant shark. Uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm way off base here. What is megafauna, Dylan? You forgot Titanoba? <laughs> I don't um, know who that is either. <laughs> uh, what does it mean? We're talking animals over a certain, or, or creatures over a certain uh, size. Uh, like, think of, go on Google, Google biggest animal of all time. We're talking megafauna. That's, That's what we're talking about here. So Cheers thanks, flora that. and fauna. The flora is the plant life, and the fauna is the animal life. Megafauna, giant animals. And we're doing it in tribute to the movie that came out recently, the smash bang hit, uh, Godzilla versus Kong, which should have been called Godzilla versus King Kong, because he is, he is King Kong after all. There's also Donkey Kong, uh, Dixie mm-hmm. Kong, Diddy Kong. But he's yep. King Kong. And I was watching the movie recently and it just came out on people's minds. And I said, those are some giant beasts. What other giant beasts have actually walked the face of the earth? And that's how we come to the conclusion today. We're talking about megafauna today, folks. Megafauna today, boys and girls. It's a perfect time to talk about this. And what a cooler subject to talk about than, as as you know, if you've gotten used to the Dylan Joe Basin podcast, we measure in gorillas. We We're do. First, and I know, and I, 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 I looked it up and you're going to be surprised. But we are the first basement podcast to measure in gorillas, right? Is that I mean, so? this is not even this isn't a fucking joke. Wow. So. You know, I figured mm-hmm. and it could be po- we're pretty unique guys. We had a, a unique perspective on things, but we're the only podcast to do measuring gorilla. That's interesting. Okay. And the only basement podcast to do that. Wow. Put another notch in my belt then. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Love that. So. But on the topic at hand, I had to start out this way. Godzilla versus King Kong dropped last week. Uh, yeah, for the record, I did see the movie already. Uh, you haven't seen it yet. But movie aside, concept alone, Godzilla versus King Kong, in the movie, minor spoiler, they're the same size, to make it fair. Where mm-hmm. King Kong, yep. historically, Super is very boring. tiny compared to Godzilla. Godzilla is the size of a building. King Kong fam- famously climbed the Empire State Building. So you couldn't be the size of a building to climb it, right? 
Um, but in the movie, they're the same size. So I, I want to pose this question to you, Dylan. Who do you take in that fight, Godzilla versus King Kong? And tell me why. Because I'd be willing to duke it out with you right now before we get started here. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's a fantastic question. Perfect question for today. Um, uh, you brought up a really good point um, in that King Kong and Godzilla have both changed sizes by, uh, you know, 100-ish or more feet. Absolutely. Both of them have, yeah, just fluctuated so much. I mean, King Kong, the most recent movie, I think, has the biggest growth spurt. But Godzilla also no has question. grown multiple times over the years, mm-hmm. the, the most recent iteration being the biggest Godzilla ever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, 1933, King Kong was was uh, was much smaller. Um, yeah, he was basically obviously. like uh, Mighty Joe Young, more of a large gorilla, probably. Yeah. I, I can't remember the exact numbers. Maybe Very strong, 15, 20 feet gorilla. tall, maybe 30 feet tall, maybe, but not even really. It just, just a giant gorilla, really. Yeah, 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 exactly. And even in the movie uh, King Kong from, what, 2005, um, 6-ish? Yeah, the one with um, Jack Black in it. And Jack one, Black and, and the girl. Yeah, um, he was basically just a giant gorilla. He was pretty big, but he was, he was his hands, a human was still you know, much bigger than his hand. So yeah, yeah, he could hold her like, uh, I mean, the the classic example is like the size of a Barbie doll in your hand would be a human. And you know, the size of a Barbie doll in Godzilla's hand classically would be like a car. (laughs) That's a little bit different. Right, exactly. So, um, so that's King Kong. And then uh, yeah, Godzilla last I checked in 2014, he was 350 feet tall. So we're talking a 30, 30, five-story building I mean, it's right now and that, that's what we're talking about giant monsters here yeah, where we're talking big in the movie shit. uh they do scale kong up to that size they do some weird contrivance example of why he's that big now uh yeah. i don't give a shit why it's not, a, not the point but yeah so in the movie they are the same size but you're taking mm-hmm. them pound for pound or relatively at least the mm-hmm. same height who do you got in this fight if you put money up on the money line uh it's a it's a perfect question just because i haven't seen the movie and mm-hmm. um I'm kind of uh, thrown and out. Like I said, the movie is the impetus for this question, but I'm not going to answer it as if it's the movie. We're talking about as if these these fellows really existed. You know what I mean? Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm not talking about the history. Exactly. Like we are we are really, um, we'll get into this later in the podcast, but we are, mm-hmm. we are just picturing the scene behind you with these two animals. Exactly. Uh, yeah, behind me here is uh, Tokyo, the classic stomping grounds, pun intended, of Godzilla. When, since when does Tokyo have the Eiffel Tower in it? That's not the Eiffel Tower. It does look like it, though, doesn't it? Thank you. All right. I want to clarify that. Um, yeah, it's a like, steel tower that's lit like the Eiffel Tower. It's not as tall as the Eiffel Tower, though. Very good. Um, <laughs> so it looked a little like, so this doesn't look like Paris, but maybe, I don't know. Um, my grandfather was in Tokyo in World War II. That's where he went. Um, actually, the year Damn. after, I found that out. Hell of a place to be in World War II, no matter what 1946, actually, he went to Tokyo. Um, Damn. But... Um, uh who have to win so let's bring out some so let's do it we got ah the king of the monsters himself and i know that you asked a very black and white question um but oh no it's as many shades of gray maybe even 50 or plus (laughs) 50 shades of gray question i just don't have straightforward answers um on this podcast it's quite hard for me so we've got we've got godzilla here and this is the 70s or 80s version of godzilla Mm-hmm. And the number one thing that I noticed about him is he's really sharp. Everything is sharp on him. Sure, because the teeth, everything, claws. Obviously, somebody... it's the spines on his back, a famous Godzilla trademark. He's got those spines all the way back there, those plates. Mm-hmm. And and if I was going to defend myself against, if I was going to evolve into a monster that 
um, could dominate another type of monster who mm -hmm. would have, like, for example, King Kong, or right. Kong, as the movie calls him, mm -hmm. um, is you, he's a he's a grabber. You know, he wants to grab onto things and whatever it is. Yeah. And he's so damn sharp. That's kind of hard. It's going to be tough for him to get a good grab. So you get some good punches in here. You know, there's all sorts of things. But again, this is the 80s uh, version. Mm -hmm. um, and again, on the list of top 10 most dangerous uh, banned children's toys of all time, this one right here. Because it actually really? it's just that sharp? Dude, throw this at your brother or sister. It's like, the you, weapon. it's not good. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, no, there's no give to this. There's no rubber. Those, those are hard plastic. So there's no give to it. Like, yeah, so you can, you can just bash someone eye. in. Easily lose an eye. These are these are even like sharp. It's it's rough hands. Wow. I mean, like, it's not even fun to hold. There's no nothing I can I can't even hold this thing. It's not a stuffed so, animal. It's a statue, a movable yeah, statue. Yeah, exactly. So, so he's in the house. It's in the house, King of the Monsters himself, Godzilla. Godzilla, everyone. So, um, so there's Godzilla, and uh, who do I have to win? It's a really tough battle, especially since they're both the same size. We know for a fact that. Well, it's also bringing in the fact that King Kong uh, has hands. Uh, Godzilla has hands as well, but he's got the manipulation of a great ape. He's got maybe the intelligence of a great ape, and uh, he can swing amongst the city as if he was an ape, which gives him a lot more, uh, you know, maneuverability. Godzilla, famously a lumbering uh, beast. He's got those giant thick thighs, those yep. <laughs> those big meaty thighs, a giant tail. He is trudging through the city smashing wherever he goes but he's not very mm. nimble and quick nope. unless you get him Agility in the water is not his name. which is a big part of Godzilla if you get him in the water flights out for you cuz he lives in the water full time mm. when he's on the land it's almost like he's, he's fish out of water there and that's his, not his yeah, ideal territory so that's i'd say tough. in the water king kong versus godzilla not even a discussion it's yeah. godzilla 110 times mm. i mean he can breathe water he can drag him to the deep uh yeah. he can kill him but we're talking about on land here and i think that kong has the agility um bonus over godzilla and that the, that the agility there. and strength especially we know we just based off of just even the size of their muscles king kong is stronger and mm -hmm. if i were to play a video game and, and um try both of them out um i almost certainly would be better with king kong just because of the agility plus the strength whereas opposed uh godzilla is is really married to the ocean on top of yes is he breathing fire in this movie because you know, it depends on the movie he's got a fire thing well no, no here i was gonna wait until he's gotten to the discussion to get to bring it up but yes of course he has a nuclear fire that he can breathe out of his mouth yeah, which is a really huge important. advantage huge <laughs> advantage to a hair go over kong here uh, kong can't breathe fire at all uh much less radioactive laser breath that it can destroy mm -hmm. an entire city with i mean that really tips the edge and yeah the, yeah for, yeah for godzilla exactly. there yeah, that's rough. Um, that's going to be hard for King Kong, but um, but at least the thing is, Godzilla's pretty predictable. I mean, he's a predictable enemy. The radio. Sure, yeah. Kong's got the wits, with, and then Godzilla, you know, Godzilla is, is not, you know, a stupid. He's not like yeah. a, a bull to a red cape or whatever, but it's still, he doesn't have the wits of Kong. You know, Kong can form relationships yeah. with human beings, as he has done in the past. And they can say Godzilla has in some of the movies, but really, he's more of a, a force of nature, where Kong yeah. is one with nature. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. And I was thinking of um, multiple, two different things to, to, to help with this as well is, uh, is one is um, one of my favorite movies of all time that is not related, but uh, is a um, similar, oh, fuck, what's his name? It's, it's sort of a horror movie about uh, New York City, and there's this giant monster, and everyone's Cloverfield. Cloverfield, yeah. So, 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 so King, so Godzilla is missing the aspect of the Cloverfield monster. That's the unknown. We know all about him. And sure. then two... Um, there was another super important reference that we have to bring up, and it's the video game from uh, N64, where you're those monsters running around the city, smashing. Rampage. 
fucking rampage. Shout out. Yeah, to that's rampage. a great game. The and then, and then famously, time. they have a lizard and a monkey mm-hmm. or an ape in that game. Yep. Specifically, obviously, because of Godzilla and King Kong, no doubt. Rampage was incredible. And great it's game. a great way to put yourself in the shoes of both monsters here. And I just think that it's a tough battle because they had to give Godzilla, you know, nuclear fire breath. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. but um, King Kong... Um, is is who i would choose to be if i was going to be one of them just because you have he's the same we're going size and weight as as godzilla yep. godzilla kind of looks like a like a just a he's not as healthy looking i mean king kong is fucking ripped <laughs> yeah but you know king so, kong's so, got a more of an ape physique like a human being so he looks more ripped because he's a he's an ape godzilla's tail is almost the size of uh the whole entire height distribution the king kong I mean, that tail and those legs yeah. you can you can take down a building and whack you yeah. with it i think of those komodo dragon tails they have on their indonesia those can break a human Rough. spine just with the tail alone so even though they don't have a lot of upper body strength i mean drags it's not like built for it snaps back so really yeah i think godzilla is built more of like the, that lizard mentality where it's all mouth and tail and and the arms are kind of a secondary thing where kong it's all arms baby it's all arms all arms baby Exactly. But again, he can swing, so he can, uh, there's just mm-hmm. so many things. So needless to say, it's a freaking pretty goddamn fair battle. It, it is a good matchup, as long as you're the same yeah, size. We're, we're talking, we're talking a, uh, uh, you know, a fighter jet versus a bomber that's covered in like all sorts of weapons, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, it's not necessarily the same because it's bigger than that, but, it, but, but like. So, yeah, I get your metaphor though. It does track for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They both fuck. We'll fuck shit up too. <laughs> so, where are we going with this? Are you telling us the secret? Who wins? Who doesn't win? I'm not. I'm, all, I'm not going to give that away. Clearly not. Away, I'm yeah. not. No spoilers I here. I, I just thought it'd be it. interesting to talk about. In my in my fight before I even watched the movie, I'm glad you picked King Kong because I'm gonna pick Godzilla. Uh, nine mm-hmm. times out of ten i do love king kong especially with the, the newer movies i like it with the aspect they have of my like kong skull island is probably my favorite one uh mm-hmm. for showing kong the the jack black one's okay the 70s one is pretty cool i haven't seen the original black and white one unfortunately mm-hmm. uh only yeah, clips of it but i do love kong but godzilla it's just got a special place in my heart fucking love him he's in the mm-hmm. ocean he's a he's a product so of cool. nuclear proliferation proliferation sorry that's hard to say and uh, and he's got the nuclear fire breath. He's you know he's going and stomping all over Tokyo, and, and he defeats all the monsters on Earth and in space. And I just think he's the coolest. And uh, I would pick him to win just because of uh, yeah, not only the uh, the sea abilities, but his strength and the nuclear fire breath is gonna be hard to beat there. Um, but like I said, spoiler free. Uh, definitely check the movie out. And you know when they write a movie, especially when they put two hundred million dollars into it. They don't. They don't consult two people arguing over a podcast. So they made it much more interesting than what we'd even say. So I think it's they worth should. checking out. We'd have, some and there might be a couple of surprises in there that you wouldn't expect too. Interesting. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah. They both hold a special place in my heart just from being a kid and watching the movies. And yeah, me too. Yeah, they're cool. And um, and just obviously having just action figures everywhere of both of them. Um, and uh, yeah. I mean, I really, really got. <laughs> I really got excited about about King Kong from the mid two thousands. Hmm. God, that was such a great time. And it was just so cool because it was it was about his original story. I mean, there were biplanes trying to shoot him down, and it was mm-hmm. just so fun on top of the Empire State Building. And that's the other thing. I mean, King Kong is is an American uh, uh, hero, and Godzilla is a Japanese hero. You know, that's right. Heroes, yeah, it's a good King point. King Kong has the empathy. I don't think Godzilla really gives a shit um, about mm-hmm. humans. But, yeah, uh, in some stories, Godzilla, I mean... 
Yeah, in some stories he does give a shit. In the newer ones too, it's mm-hmm. he's still a force of destruction, but he does he does protect the earth from other monsters. It's almost as the fact that it's like um, the devil you know kind of deal, where where other monsters come from outer space, and Godzilla might destroy the city, but he'll destroy the other monster too. And then he goes back to the sea and waits mm-hmm. till his next battle. I mean, like Godzilla might be destructive, like Superman, you know, saving the city and blowing up a whole building, yeah. but he, but he ultimately he is a friend of the earth because he is part of the earth. And yeah. even if you don't love them, it's like a hurricane or like the ocean, like the rains, the same rain that brings the sustenance to grow the crops can flood the whole town and destroy it. And that to me is what Godzilla is. He's not inherently good or evil. He's part of the earth. He is the earth. So you better be on his side because if you're if you're against him, not, not good for you. Is it weird to me that I find um, Godzilla? I don't know. In... Is it? <laughs> Wait, is it weird to you? <laughs> okay. It's, yeah. it's not weird to me is my whole point. Uh-huh. But, but I generally... Um, find Godzilla and King Kong more realistic than superhero movies. Like for some reason, <laughs> I'm well, dead serious. It yeah, seems yeah. more, it seems more possible for this to happen than mm-hmm. Superman. Well, I, I have to agree with you, especially as we get into megafauna today, that there's been more examples of things like Godzilla and King Kong on the face of the earth than ever someone taking flight without using any lift or aerodynamics uh, shooting lasers out of their eyes or, you know, being Didn't impervious to bullets. Spider. All those things have never happened, but there have been giant beasts on this earth in the very recent past. So as we dive into mm-hmm. megafauna today, I'll happen to agree with you there. I think this is much more plausible. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you completely on that. It's, it's, it's something, I mean, and it ties right into everything else, but it's, I never, I never have, I've never been a big uh, superhero person for some reason, but I've always. Oh, I have guys. been. Uh, on the other hand, I know I that. I yeah. love superheroes. For me, for me, for some reason, I just never. I could never connect with them as much. Although they all have adversity and really deep stories and the whole type of thing. Some of them more than others. Obviously, Superman's yeah. kind of lacking on that scale for sure. Yes, Spider-Man. You know, he's from Queens. Spider-Man's great. Pretty cool. Um, uh, Daredevil. You know, blind, nuclear, whatever waste hits him in the eyes or something. Um, Acid Gardner, get it? You know. Um, <laughs> I guess Daredevil, on the other hand, didn't get his abilities from nuclear waste. He just became blind. It's the shittiest origin story. He didn't gain powers. He just was really good at, um, like, acrobatics, and then he became blind. So he had to get better at it. And it kind of gave him, like, a sixth sense for it or whatever. He got sonar. Remember, he can see rain. When it rains, he can see his... Uh, That's more in the Ben Affleck movie than in the actual comics. But, yeah, 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 in some versions... Yeah, in some versions they have them being able to see partially, or or like kind of they use that as more of like a, a aesthetic to show you how he can hear. But people you can use sonar now who are blind, um, they don't have to get any superpowers to do it. It's just really difficult. Yeah, I follow this guy on TikTok who um, he's like, he's like, I'm blind. This is how I skateboard, and he goes and fucking rips. It's Yo, sick. I saw a kid doing a fucking flip on a skateboard with with one of those poles in front of him, so he could see where it's he's going, grinding guy. rails and shit. I was like, same this guy's guy. amazing, yeah. dude. He's like our age. I'd give him thirty, and he's fucking awesome. Just like he's so cool, and he does all sh- sorts of cool shit. And he's like super positive, spirited. I'm like, I want to hang out with this fucking dude. Yeah, cool dude. Who wouldn't want to? That's fucking fantastic. Yeah. All right, so rolling into our our beasts here, you'll have to watch the movie for Godzilla versus King Kong and watch what happens. I ain't about to spoil it now, but I just think it's such a cool matchup. And of that spirit, I thought we'd kick off our megafauna um, with the best examples of what real-world animals would most represent Godzilla and King Kong. What animals really walked the Earth that were as close as we have seen um, through fossil records or 
carbon dating, archaeology, paleontology, things like that, to what, what are the closest we can have on this planet to a real Godzilla in King Kong? So I came up with uh, the King Kong one first, which is a lot closer to our timeline that this beast existed. And the nerdiest of the um, anthropology people on the podcast will realize that when you use the word pithecus, it has that subtext has to do with uh, hominids and apes that are more human like, like Australopithecus, which you think is one of the earliest ancestors to humans. Basically looks like an ape, but stands up like a human can use tools. This one's called Gigantopithecus. Can you guess why they might call it Gigantopithecus? Um, yes, because it has a gigantic pithecus. That's exactly right. It's pithecus is off the charts. <laughs> it is the it's biggest pithecus. ape. The biggest ape to have ever walked the planet as far as we know. As far as we know, I'm just going to say it's a, it's a blanket statement for the rest of the podcast. This is As far as we know right now, this is the biggest ape to ever have existed. This, this MFR was 12 feet tall and 650 plus pounds so when you're talking about those gorillas this is a couple of gorillas worth of one ape 12 foot tall ape gorillas we said is usually around five foot to five foot six this thing is double that in height and add on a couple extra pounds to boot when, when you start doubling it up on it this thing was gigantic it was a member of the asiatic apes um so it's more of the apes that come from asia rather than the ones that come from Africa, like chimpanzee uh, and humans. Um, so basically, it, we think it looks like a gigantic orangutan. It's a cousin of the orangutan. So picture a 12-foot-tall, orange, hairy beast that's probably around 650 pounds. God damn. God fucking damn it. I mean, I got a picture of him right here. There you go. And it's, we'll obviously pull it up for the podcast. People pull can see the podcast. I, I say that it's a picture of it's. It's got to be like a museum or something, but it's got his teeth. And yeah, yeah. They recreated what they think it looks like. Yeah. Nuts, man. I mean, this is it, it's also exactly what you uh, picture Bigfoot to look like, too. Right. Yeah. And a lot of people who um, are Bigfoot hunters or people who, you know, subscribe to that idea, the Yeti, think that there's a possibility that if this beast does still exist, that it's a gi- gigantopithecus that actually is Bigfoot. Yeah, my thing my thing with Bigfoot is we're not going to go there right now, but like we it, will it's, though. It's super on topic with what we're talking. Oh yeah. Um, to sure. get mass that big out of a carbon life form, it needs to eat and shit so much. Like we That's the something. thing. That's the something. thing we're going to find a lot You're of times on this list. Here, you know, amateur fucking alien guy, but um uh, cryptozoology, you know, you name it, but, but I just, you have to eat and shit so much. Yep. Like you'd be amazed at what a five foot five person can fucking do. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. A, um, you know, uh, 12 foot, almost 13 foot tall gorilla. Um, yeah. 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 Um, eat, uh, the, the cons- yeah. To, to survive that to eat so much fucking food. And we know that, exactly. you know, like, and then they have to shit somewhere. So it'd be, it's, it's, and as, as everybody, since, you know, we've gotten worse at it, but, you know, hunters are trackers. It's really what they do best. Mm-hmm. You'd see something more than, than the occasional footprint 
uh, once right. every couple of years. You know, like there's got to be more to it than that. Yeah, and I think even beyond just the ability to find Bigfoot if he's out there, it's just the general statement we're going to find in this list of uh, megafauna that this, the, the planet has to have the ability to sustain things that are this large. We're looking back to the past at things like dinosaurs. They didn't just die out because, you know, of the meteor strike. They couldn't survive on the planet as we have it today. The oxygen levels are different. The environments, the climates are different. Other animals are different. They wouldn't be able to survive. That's why you find the largest land animal today is the elephant. And they've made it through the eye of the needle here, uh, which it would be very hard for an elephant to do. But <laughs> they, they have survived um, through a long period of time at, in being cousins of the Macedon, the woolly mammoth, and other giant beasts like that. But they, it's, it's not an easy niche to fill to be the giantest or biggest, most humongous animal on the planet. There's a reason why you don't find a lot of animals that big. It's almost impossible to be that big. You have to eat a goddamn farm's worth. It takes forever to grow. It takes forever to survive. And a lot of things can go wrong. And that's why um, in the past, there was a lot more animals that were much, much more massive, like the Gigantopithecus than we have now. Let's find out why, perhaps, as we go through here. But that's my uh, posit to the closest thing we had to King Kong, a 12-foot-tall ape that would put us to shame. Makes a gorilla look like a little kid. Yeah. Yeah. And besides that, we do have some pretty large gorillas. One of them just passed away, um, you know, within the past 20 years, uh, who was who was quite big, but he was still, you know, under a thousand pounds by far. Mm -hmm. So, And I'd say uh, maybe six feet tall, probably under six feet tall as well. Nowhere yeah, near 12 six, feet, six. which is about double the size there. Mm -hmm. Yep. So uh, so then I walked into what is the closest thing we had to Godzilla? I mean, That's obviously, you're, you're going to think question. right away of we got dinosaurs, things like that. People might jump to Tyrannosaurus Rex, the biggest carnivore we can think of with that big old skull. But picture Godzilla. I mean, Tyrannosaurus Rex has no arms. He's all tail and all skull. But Godzilla is a lot more um, legs. His, his skull is a lot uh, smaller uh, based on the size of his body. It's a lot shorter as well. And uh, he's got decently sized arms there. And not just those... Uh, the little fingers there, he's got four of them or five of them in a lot of cases to, to grab onto things. So what we found is the closest one to that seems to be the uh, Ceratosaurus, which is from an earlier period. So this is the Jurassic period, which funny enough, Jurassic Park, if it was set during the Jurassic, you probably have this as the bad guy who lived millions of years before T-Rex ever came along. But he actually had a shorter snout on him, closer to what Godzilla looks like with a short snout rather than the long T-Rex face. Uh, he's got... Four fingers on them, longer, more developed arms, uh, big old tail as well, and uh, you bipedal, just like Godzilla is, and it could grow up to 20 feet long and about 1,300 pounds, so nowhere near the T-Rex size, but still certainly, uh, you can see as an ancestor to Godzilla, maybe add a little bit of radioactive uh, material in there and start growing like the giant radioactive lizard that Godzilla is, the nuclear powerhouse that he is. Uh, it's, yeah, it's been found in Utah and Portugal. So uh, if you span different parts of the globe, pretty similar habitats back in that time. But the only thing that hangs me up on that is that there's no evidence of this dinosaur ever swimming. And a major part of Godzilla is that he lives in the ocean and, and he, he is one of the ocean. He swims uh, with the best of them. So I found what I think is actually a closer allegory to Godzilla. And you might have heard of this animal before watching... Uh, things like mm -hmm. planet earth or bbc yep. things like that and that's the marine iguana i think the marine iguana is the closest thing we yeah. have to godzilla he's got the I spines was... on his back he can dive in the water uses that big long tail and swims around almost like a fish 
can hold its breath for an exceedingly long period of time. The only reason they actually rise up to the surface is because they're cold blooded and their body temperature sinks to the point that their muscles might seize up. So they actually rise to the surface before they run out of oxygen, just because they need to warm up. They could stay down there for even longer. So for my money, uh, Godzilla is much more like the marine iguana that we have today. And uh, even though he's not the king of the monsters, it's a pretty small animal living off the Galapagos Islands exclusively. It is the only lizard that lives and hunts in the sea. And uh, that's my bet for the closest to Godzilla that we have. Yeah. And the cool thing is it's, it's a herbivore. I mean, like, and it's, yes, it's cool, you're right. It doesn't cool eat little, meat. Cool little guy. I mean, like, it's awesome. I mean, you see like the, um, uh, the, uh, Komodo dragon and stuff yeah. like that. And they're terrifying, but they definitely are eating at least insects. Um, and possibly more, I don't really know, but, but it's just, you the Komodo dragon? wash up on the beach, on the ocean, you go, holy shit, we're fucked. And then it's just eating leaves. You're like, yeah yeah they, they, yeah no, they're not gonna eat you <laughs> oh yeah that's all they can eat especially if you see the whole beach full of them you're figuring out they might turn on each other here but they don't actually eat meat so they have to go under the water and look for the yeah, uh the sea uh sea flora as it were but yeah komodo dragons certainly eat meat uh they've been known to kill deer and things like that uh they they, they eat shit. meat they will gobble that thing down they actually have um one of the only bites in the animal kingdom. It's not venomous, but it will kill you in, in over the course of a couple hours. Not because bacteria. of the venom or toxins. It's because of bacteria it cultivates in its mouth. And when it bites you, you become infected and you slowly, uh, the necrosis slowly sets in and starts to eat away at your skin and your body until you basically give out. And then they proceed to eat you at their own whim. Wow, that's amazing. So Komodo dragons um, are, are, are amazing On creatures. top of that, about humans too, I learned from a doctor who told me this, if I'm ever in a self-defense situation and you were like, need to really hurt someone, bite them. Because if you bite yourself, it's fine. But if you bite another human, we mm -hmm. have something in our mouth that causes almost an identical type of concept in other people, not right. yourself. So your our saliva does something pretty nasty to other people too. Sure, give them rabies. Other people though, not you like if you bite your arm it's okay but if you if i bite you you're in for it yeah also there is a built-in uh, mechanism for survival where you can't bite down on yourself to your, the full potential you have with your mouth your body will stop you from doing that but the you know you've heard this chest on a million times the human finger is about the same consistency as a raw carrot so you could if you could chomp hard enough you could chomp through someone's finger um if you really chomp down the, the the human jaw itself has the capacity to break concrete, but unfortunately, your your teeth and your nerve endings won't allow you to do that because you shatter your teeth to pieces. But the muscles alone could do it. So if you are willing to bite down on someone's skin as hard as you wanted, you could do a lot more damage to them than you could do to yourself if you're just doing a little test bite. Bite your hand as hard as you can. Best you won't bite as hard as you can. Your body doesn't let you do it. It's the same thing as trying to rip your own arm off at some point. Your body just gives up on you and, and it's, a, it's a built in, you know, not only is it a human thing, it's an animal thing. It's very hard for animals to harm themselves uh, willingly because you're just just generations and generations and millions of years of biology saying don't kill yourself, have sex, keep eating, keep breathing and never die. So it's yeah. really against um, the concept of being alive. I mean, humans are one of the only animals who really uh, outside of starving yourself to death. Um, commit suicide animals just don't have that in them they don't have the concept of you know oblivion or trying to end it they just keep on surviving it's just part of being alive yep. humans are the ones who figured it out oh yeah we don't have to do this anymore yep that's something so so 
We so that, that's Godzilla. my two on uh, Godzilla and uh, Kong. So let us right, run right into uh, Megafauna. Now, you want any me- Megafauna you want to talk about? We can maybe go back and forth one for one, like the Bermuda Triangle. I Chat do. up in between. Uh, absolutely. Cool. Um, so this isn't Megafauna by the definition, but I do have to bring up a, I don't know if you know this, but this would be fun. We're going to give a pause to our listeners. What is the biggest organism on earth? Take a guess. Um, Joe, do you know? Biggest organism. I think that it's a, it's a, it's one conglomeration of mushrooms. That's yeah. like the, it's like the size of half of a forest or something insane like that. It's one yeah. organism. It's several miles. miles. Yeah. So like miles it, it, really. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's in the United West. It's in, it's in the West, like in like, like kind of like Joshua tree and stuff. Really? Like that. I like, didn't even know it was in the United States. It's in that sort of area. And it, uh, it grows in bulks and bulk and spreads underground. So you see like, a bunch of mushroom caps or whatever it is, but it's just, it's, it's all one part of one organism. Several miles in diameter, and um, and yeah, we're actually sorry, I was, it might be down there, but uh, in Oregon is where it's really the most found. Um, wow, and it's uh, it communicates to each other. It's parasitic in nature. Um, it uh, it's uh, absolutely incredible. You know that like it, I forget the exact uh, coolest thing about it, but basically it it. Um, it distributes, let's just say wealth for, for just keep it simple, but nutrients and that type of stuff, like it's wealth, um, to dying parts of it. So it's, it's yeah. all always doing well, or it's all doing bad. So if one area is lacking in, uh, or has too much sunlight or something, it kind of like, it, it, it plays with itself around, around what, um, the environment is doing at that time. And it's, yeah. that makes sense. If it, it is one, you know, mm-hmm. complete organism rather than, I mean, you wouldn't, you know, if your if your feet were cold, you wouldn't cut them off and keep the rest of your body warm. It's all part mm-hmm. of you. Yeah. Unlike a forest where some things might die out, this is one organism. It's going to completely um, circle out nutrients or whatever through that. That it is fascinating how large mm-hmm. that thing is. It really is. Um, way to go swinging for the fences for our first megafauna. Literally the biggest yeah, creature the on biggest. the planet. Yeah, no matter what, it is the biggest living thing. Yeah, I would put that under flora just because I, I think that fungi in my mind are more like plants, but they're really not the same uh, family as plants. They are completely not, separate yeah. than plants. They're, they're more not of the an same. organism as opposed to, because um, they, they like there's like a i can't remember there's a lot to it than that um, yeah them growing out of the ground is not conducive to them being a plant their cellular structure is different the way they survive is different and um like you said that example of an organism that's a mile more miles long uh plants can't do that even the the biggest mm-hmm. redwood trees are not um miles yeah. Long. yeah they may communicate but they're not the same thing the same person right. um and that's and smart. as as anything most good is completely deadly to humans don't eat don't it, eat it. <laughs> mm-hmm. what's up for number two so my, my first one on the megafauna list is what i picture when i picture megafauna and it actually is an animal that existed like i said for the other ones a lot of these exist pretty close to nowadays and there's a very more than solid chance that humans interacted with it and they lived amongst them um and that is the megatherium also known as the ground sloth, also known as the giant sloth. This thing existed in South America uh, 100,000 years ago, we think, is maybe when it started, you know, popping up, maybe sooner than that. Um, but this thing is, a, is the name's right there. It's a giant sloth. It was as tall as 20 feet tall, 
So now we're talking about elephant size for a sloth. This is insane. This is absolutely the craziest one of all time. And it was weighing up to four tons, a.k.a. 8,000 pounds. And it's a freaking sloth. And it would roam around. And it was an herbivore, much like another giant beast like the elephant, right? It didn't eat meat, much like sloths now don't eat meat. But it's... It's uh, it's kin that we have today. The modern sloth, like a three-toed sloth, is you know his wingspan maybe about three feet. This thing was twelve feet tall, arms not even standing, and it did stand on two legs. It was capable of doing it. It mostly walked around on four legs, like sloths do now. Um, but this thing went extinct. Uh, we think around twelve thousand years ago, and so that's well within the time range of yeah hominid yeah. going and living in South America. So we we do think that humans interacted with it, and we have um. I believe some examples of artwork and things like that that could have been depicted as this great sloth, this giant sloth that's an elephant-sized sloth. It's amazing. Not that long what ago. What the fuck is that about? I mean, that's the craziest thing ever. And like, you know, we see, I've never, uh, besides the Barnum and Bailey Circus on the right. road, um, yeah. I've never seen an elephant before in real life. I mean, a zoo. Maybe, maybe. I don't remember. I've been to a zoo in a while. Um, I went to the uh, zoo in Franklin Park uh, for drinks one time uh, when I worked in that area. But nice. I can grab a couple of pops down by the... Uh, you guys want to hit the bar? Yeah, let's go to the zoo. They have a nice uh, jungle juice there. It was a fundraiser, like, outside of the area. It was really fucking cool. I'm lucky to be able to do that, but... Um, I love the but, zoo, uh, even though it's kind of fucked up. It's, it's, yeah, it was, it's the only way yeah, you can see the, those animals. Well, Wildlife Refuge is now the new zoo. And, uh, yeah. Fine. But, as long um, as it's not the circus, they're being treated a lot better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or Joe, Joe, Joe Exotic. Um, yeah, exactly. So, if it's not one of those places. But I mean, for the most part, just quick disclaimer, a lot of zoos, they are, the animals that live there, they didn't, they didn't trank them on the African savannah and drag them to Providence, Rhode Island. They, they've been <laughs> in captivity their whole lives. This is how they have to live. And Hopefully yeah, the or, zoos or are raising were, enough money for wildlife research and things like that. We're hoping. Yeah. yeah. Or they were saved from a place where they were in danger. Right. Or, exactly. Or right. Or, yeah. Uh, so. Starvation or something. So, um, uh, I was just saying, I mean, the, so like I, I have intentionally kind of stayed away from the giant sloth just because I'm just like this. People I would sloth, too. Things fucking like, terrifying. Not to say anything. There's a cult following those sloths. You know, some people are like, I'm a sloth person and they're all oh, about, no, I like sloths too, but like some people like that's they kind of just get it at because they're weird and stuff. And I'm like, I get it. And I've seen a real, I've seen real sloths before recently, um, and they're so fucking weird. Yeah. Um, but um, it's just, I, I, it, un, unimaginable that you could a sloth was the size of an elephant. Were they Insane. hanging from trees and shit too? Oh, uh, they would not climb trees. Forty five. They could not. Pounds? Okay. Yeah, I mean, we're you're thinking of the three-toed sloth, the modern sloth. They're so small; they're all arms. They live in trees the whole time. Yeah. This thing, for sure. I mean, picture yeah, like picture an elephant. Picture like an elephant meets a bear. Just this massive land animal. There's no way it's climbing any trees. It's eating from trees for sure. Twenty feet tall, it can eat from the top of any tree. You know, like, almost like a freaking giraffe, not quite with a neck, but still. And yeah, I'm sure it was ripping trees out of the fucking ground. This thing it was eating all the trees in the whole land, but it wasn't climbing them at all. It was it was living on the ground, for sure. That's amazing. I wasn't going to say this yet, but it's I, I, I just can't help myself. Um, cloning is possible. This might show up in our lifetime because they're working on one of Are they cloning topics. a sloth? No, something else. We'll get oh, some other animal that has uh, ancestors that we might be able to maybe gestate it in. No, no, no. Something better. frozen that we uh, got blood from. We'll yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm going to be going with that. Wait, don't spoil it, but, but, but. Not to be Jurassic Park, man, but 
something hopefully in our lifetime would be really cool. I would love to see a giant sloth. And that's a whole ethical debate. I know. Look, we know. We get it. But do you choose giant sloth or do you not choose giant sloth? I would very much like to see one in person. Give it a Because there were humans who did. A good fucking life in in a like like the uh the truman show like that big of a world for itself like you can't say that it's any like just it's all good you know like some humans can just sit behind sit on the couch all day and watch tv for the for 100 years it's it's fine like Mm -hmm. just do good do good things but i i can't say that within the right circumstances and treatment I wouldn't press the giant sloth button and have one show up in here. I, can't I, I mean, for me, I, I know you're talking about like treating them well or not. For me, it's a no-brainer. Uh, 100%, if we can recreate these animals, clone them, uh, things like that, I would say do it right now. Do it, fucking do it. I don't care about Jurassic yeah. Park, the movie. Mm-hmm. Don't let the little kids in the theme park. Don't let the electric fence fall out. If we can recreate a giant sloth by science, fucking do it. Yeah. Uh, do it right now. Because if you have the argument like, oh, don't play God. Well, who played God when they went extinct? We'll get into that later. Uh, <laughs> That's a great so, point. Yeah. So, no, no. Couldn't agree more on that. 100%. And exactly. Exactly all that. I can't. All right, so let's get into but, your next uh, megafauna, if, if you don't mind here. What do you got next on the list? I got some good shit. I don't know which one I say first. Hell yeah. Um. All right. I'm going to do it. I didn't know if I was ready yet. But... <clears throat> Shout out to Don Brown, one of my buddies. Um, he made the shirt. Oh, I love it. Yep. This is good stuff. So this brings us into the extinct genus of very large snakes that snakes. live in the Amazon. And uh, specifically, we're talking about two of them. The first one to be discovered was the uh gigantophis and this is it was dated back to before the paleocene uh era or whatever it is um and it was for a long time the largest snake ever recorded Hmm. Um, and this is 40 million years ago okay yeah um so around the same environment as the giant sloth but about uh 40 million or so years earlier when it was roaming the jungles there. Yep, exactly. So um, quite big. We're talking 35 feet uh, oh, in length. 35 foot snake. Fuck that. How heavy was that son of a bitch? I bet it wasn't skinny. Uh, so they're not, the Gigantophis is not that heavy. It's over a thousand pounds, but it's not, it's not like my next one. That's pretty so, big for a snake though. Jeez. 35 so, feet, a thousand pounds and it's a snake no thanks man um so like layer it's crazy i mean like it's like six humans lengthwise it's it's but it's not girth wise mm-hmm. as big as the next fucking guy so um so they found in i think 2000 somewhere between 2009 2013 um again gigantophis is ridiculous so like i've been around a lot of snakes big snakes at different there's like a snake sanctuary i used to go to all the time really really cool and boa constrictors are really fucking huge they can be up to five meters which is uh you know 10 feet long or whatever it is right yeah those are our biggest snakes now things like the uh the python and uh, the boa constrictor things like that yeah and they're really big and i do not want to be in the business of those guys because they're fucking huge um but it's just absolute it's just insane dude like and i'm not i'm not a snake person like i've 
I really don't. You're dressed I had like some one. bad snake memories when I was a kid, and I want to bring those up right now. So like we had um we had this neighbor, and um he uh he was always getting in trouble, always getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. But he had snakes. So I was like a four or five year old boy, and this neighbor had snakes all the time. And one day my brother flipped his shit because there was a boa constrictor in my driveway. <laughs> Not kidding. That's not all. normal for a Hudson not Mulberry. Kidding. Hudson, Massachusetts, 1994, bow constrictor in my driveway. Um, so my brother is he's the one who saw it. He's mortified of snakes. So like since then I'm like, holy shit, what the fuck? Um, and then we all watched movies and read books when we were kids at those little flip Anaconda. And Ana- yeah, exactly. Like bow constrictors are like not good news. They're in Lion King. I mean, they're fucking everywhere. You just don't snakes. Just don't yeah, snakes. Jungle Book. Uh, Jungle Book. Ro- sorry, Robin Lion Hood. King. Jungle Book. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's when the, the snake comes. Yeah, I think of Ka. We can hypnotize you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But um, but I, I, I overall I like snakes. I um got a, got a harassed severely last time I was at Central Park in New York City by the snake people because I was really interested in the snakes and I was a little drunk. Um, and they're trying to put the snakes all over me, and I was all about it. Um, but I was like, hey, they they, they want money. It's just not good. But anyway, so um, so uh, so the just the craziest thing though is just that like the length, like the size in girth and length of. Uh, Gigantophis compared to Titanoba, the newest of. Is them it all. really called Titanoba? I thought it was called Titan Boa. Titanoba. Oh, I have I have it as uh, Titanoboa. 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 That Sorry. makes more sense. We've got the, at least the word boa in there at some point. Titanoboa. Yeah, Titanoboa. Cool. Sorry, um, dude. It is the. It's more than the width of me. That's insane. It's a mythical like the beast, whole thing basically. Is more than the width of me. Um, and it's like it's, the Hydra, one of the Hydra heads that Hercules had to fight, but it's a real animal. A giant dude. serpent. How, how big was that bad boy? Insane, dude. It's insane. So, so the craziest thing is that, like, before I even get into how long this thing is um, and how much it weighed, is that so, I mean, actually, it's based on the pictures I've seen of like in the, like the museum that it's skeleton is in. Um, it's, it really looks like girth wise. It's like, it's really like my arm span like this mm-hmm. around. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could probably kneel down in it like head to toe. So let's say that it's like Damn. four feet in diameter. I mean, it's fucking insane. It's, I mean, and even a boa constrictor now can can swallow a human i mean it, right. it would die doing it but imagine how small that that a boa constrictor is now it can still swallow a human imagine how big that titanoboa can inflate when it when it's engorged i mean it can really stretch out it could probably eat fucking 20 people in that well case. the craziest thing is i'll share this picture with you is that like it's hard to describe this snake because again we only have fossils and it was right yeah uh, and it's it's been extinct for a couple million years yeah. um and it's dinosaur period snake, so imagine everything's bigger back then. This Absolutely, is the snake right. at the time. Mm-hmm. And again, its diameter is 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 bigger than me. I mean, it's it's like it's very large. But the thing you're not thinking about is you're like, all right, well, that's not that crazy. It's just a long tube. Wrong. When it opens its mouth, it's like six feet. So the mouth six feet up, and you're like, oh my like, god. So it can know, swallow you the tall way. No problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like so, that's you horrifying. see it in the woods, and you go, holy shit, there's a fucking sewer pipe moving through the woods yeah sewer pipe it Um, wouldn't even have to strangle you like a boa it could just eat you whole no need to squeeze the life out of you you can just just gulp you right up so you can imagine the prey that that thing was having to squeeze apart if it it hunted the same way as boa constrictors do where it had to squeeze you to death it must have been just some megafauna it was killing itself 
it's the, one of the coolest things about what it eats too. So, um, but just, just please, God damn, put yourself in the shoes of like 30 million years ago. And you're like, walk, you know, you're not there, but you're like walking through the woods and like that's, uh, that's going on. And it's just like, there's a serious threat. Cause this is what ants think of us. You know, it's like terrifying ridiculous. And it's a snake and it's, um, so I didn't say how long it was yet. It's, um, uh, uh, the, 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 the skeleton that they found was like 42 feet long. 42 feet um and was 2500 pounds so again (laughs) snakes snakes don't have a whole lot of stuff going on so like but uh 42 feet long that's a lot bigger than are you kidding me that's a massive absolutely massive there's this picture that we'll share because i'm right here it weighs as much as a cow and it's a snake woman whoops um (laughs) of this woman doing this inside of its mouth like it's a house i mean literally it's a tiny home is the is the mouth of this thing it's insane so crazy thing so um okay so i was wrong so yeah they think 58 to 60 million years ago um and sure yeah it's slightly after the dinosaurs um or most dinosaurs we know went extinct so it must have been reigning supreme at that that chance you know, most of the big dinosaurs we know about are extinct now. And we have the biggest snake on campus, the Titanoboa. Get the fuck out of the way. Titanoboa. Apex predator, I imagine. Absolutely insane. Craziest thing. Scary the, as fuck. The craziest thing about it is based off of what they know about it, which I don't quite understand how they figure these things out. Um, but it also doesn't have fangs and stuff. Um, uh, yeah, a lot of boas don't have... Constrictors themselves, their their method of killing is strangulation and cutting off the blood supply, and then it swallows you whole. So it doesn't actually use venom to kill, unlike um, things like vipers do. Yeah, vipers. Boas don't eat fangs. Cool they just name. fucking open that big gaping maw, and then after you're already dead, they just swallow you fuck whole, and you slowly dissolve like a sarlacc pit over however long it takes to take your entire body to pieces. That's it for you. That's it for you. Um yeah, like a Venus flytrap fucked up. Um, so yeah. uh, the craziest thing with a Titanoboa is its diet was fish. Fish? This is a fish. fucking left turn for... I had no idea about that. I wouldn't even well, guess that. Well, here's the thing. Is with the Titanoboa is... I don't know. I mean, everything was big back then, hence its size. But mm-hmm. getting a sustainable diet on a, on capybaras or something maybe was a little bit harder because it wasn't as fast because it's fucking so goddamn big. Right. And um, also capybaras didn't exist. And most mammals at the time were just minuscule. So yeah. tiny, you probably would have to eat 100 of them to even sustain your diet. A fish seems a lot more likely to be a, the prey of the boa, especially mm-hmm. living in the Amazon rainforest, much like anacondas today. Well, yeah, a lot of their right. diet is fish because they live yep. in the water. And uh, this might be... Um, you know, a deep ancestor to the, the anaconda type. Yeah, and thing. to get a fish, dude, all it's going to do is open its mouth in <laughs> exactly. a shallow body of water, and the fish thinks it's a Swims cake. right in, and then classic, next thing you know, you got lunch. Uh, classic Alaskan bullworm situation. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's like, literally, that's the Alaskan best way to describe There's no other way to describe it than that. Exactly. You walk in, you see its uh, uvula, you think it's a fucking bur- well, worm. Oh, a little oh, worm in here, and you got no Titanoboa. You're already for lunch. You. It's Titanoboa taking you in. There's um, one way in, and there's zero ways out. Zero ways out, and that's the life of this thing. It's just damn. It's it's like again, like I'm not for some reason I'm just the most fascinated with this because if you saw that, it's just I, I can't even express how much I want to see this. Like, yeah, it's the coolest. I would thing. I would love to see me. it as well. Um, like I said, not in the wild. I don't think I'd like to see it because I'd be mm. way too nervous about it. Um, if I would had to go 
you know, 10 miles into the Amazon rainforest to find it. I don't think I'd be very comfortable with that, but to see it, you know, somewhere safe or whatever and have it just be, you know, your mind there, I'd be like, this is crazy. I'd be yeah. like, I'd love to see it. Yeah, exactly. And like, it's just, I do got to say, it's too bad that everybody is so scared of AI. Um, because Alan Iverson, <laughs> you're dating yourself with that one. Um, uh, is, uh, is because, um, I, I kind of wish that people were more scared of cloning cause they're just not, um, mm. but like, like everyone, you know, like, like in uh, Jurassic park, like they just go wild with cloning. And then also there's like, these things are escaped and there's no way to get out of it. That's way more fun than a robot. It is. But also I think that the, the trouble with, um, cloning and genetic manipulation, we're going to find the future has nothing to do with us making T-Rexes that are getting loose. Like we said in the past, humans can kill every fucking animal, no problem. It's not, no, it's not, no. I'm not bragging. It's just like if the T-Rexes, there's 20 T-Rexes got let loose in New York City today, it would be awful, but we'd kill them all in one day. That would be that. <laughs> It'd be it. But, but you know, worse off is when you start fucking with people's genetics. Now people are having babies. You get to pick their eye color and shit yeah. like that. Like Gattaca situation. The problem with that is going to be shit closer to that. Like AI yeah. and genetic manipulation is going to fuck us over in ways that aren't like the movies. They're going to fuck us over in ways that we have in our own lives. You know, when, when AI takes over, it won't be Terminator with guns shooting you with a gun. They'll be manipulating your entire life. You won't have another choice. It'll be it. Same with genetics. They won't make too many T-Rexes and fuck us over. It'll be that, you know, now humans cease to be what we think of as human. Sorry, that's my soapbox for a quick sentence. No, no, it's good. And and I I, I think they're both I, concerns, the but just not is, the I'm movies. I'm just fantasizing because I'm bummed out that it's not it's not, you know, human extinction by Titanoba, because it'd be way better. <laughs> that would be great. Be a great <laughs> be way to way go better. out. Be way better than just like we have all these drones that just kill people. Give me yeah. a break. What a I think it would go. be a suitable way so to for, Yeah, for the earth to take us back, uh, much like Godzilla, that it could uh yeah have the old the beast of old rise up against us and eat us all i think would be a fitting end for humanity yeah i i agree ten thousand we've been living on borrowed time and ruining the planet for far long enough it's time for yeah the exactly then titanoba shows up out of the cross to the earth and goes holy shit and just go Swallow and just starts sucking in every all the all the people in the amazon and moves up to massachusetts and all the babies come out and meet so much more <laughs> a whole next generation of titanoboas oh, uh, god it's a dream man the dream that's the dream (laughs) after a long day at work just hanging out on vacation or some time relaxing with the family Crack open New England's best IPA, Be Hoppy from Wormtown, with a cool and refreshing taste, smooth flavor, that bitter hops hit in the back of your throat, but a smooth finish. Don't worry. Be Hoppy. Um, so yeah, next going up on my megafauna list, I have, um, so what do you think of when you think of throughout history, 
the biggest cats because one comes in my mind probably the most famous cat of the ice age pops right into my mind right away i think it, what's this beast that used to exist um the one from the movie ice age who's a saber-toothed tiger that's exactly right the saber-toothed tiger <laughs> that's what i think of right with those big fangs coming out of his mouth Ooh. also known as the smilodon is its actual uh scientific name which is funny because it sounds like have a big smile with those big saber-toothed teeth so here I am thinking that must be the biggest cat. I mean, they're, they're, they're taking down woolly rhinos and all kinds of crazy ass shit. I'm thinking in my head, looking it up, though, the biggest cat to ever exist was not the Smilodon. The Smilodon was only um, some of them were slightly larger than the African lion now. And a lot of them were actually smaller than the African lion, which is our um, second biggest cat today behind the tiger, which is the biggest one. Um, but we have the biggest cat to ever have existed, the American lion as it's known, also known as the American cave lion. Now I'm shaking my head. What the heck? Again, that. forgetting that North America had a rich history of species that we no longer have. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're one of the most boring continents for wildlife. Uh, maybe it's because we grew up here, but Damn. in my mind. But it is the biggest cat to have ever existed on the planet. Um, it was eight feet tall as a cat. So picture it standing up on its hind legs. It would be... Uh, you know, a lion, now you, it puts its paws on a human's shoulders if it stands up. This thing wouldn't even, it would be putting its paws on your shoulders and looking down at you how big it is. It's four feet tall at the shoulder. So if it's standing on all fours, its shoulder would come up to just your chest area here. That's before its head goes up and the rest of its body. And it would grow up to 1,100 pounds, which is massive for a cat. For comparison, the biggest African lion's day you know, roar, MGM signal, uh, king of the jungle. Most of them don't reach 500 pounds. So this is more than double the weight of the largest African lion. This thing was Roman. Absolutely insane. I mean, like, I really can't picture a bigger Just thing than an African lion. I mean, I mean, its body type, you know, for the weight's concerned, is closer to what we think of as like a grizzly bear. And grizzly bears don't usually get up to um, that that weight either. And this is a feline predator so it, it moves like a lion it is a lion but it's just this giant beast uh, which would fuck a smilodon saber tooth tiger up no problem no problem in a, in a fight and people think that they likely uh lived in caves to shelter against because they lived during the ice age as well uh, a time of many i mean the ice age really is the golden age of mammals if you don't consider uh nowadays you could say could consider the golden age of mammals but it's just the, all these just massive mammals that just were after the time of the reptiles was over and the birds are trying to make their way to, to becoming uh, a part of society as the world as a whole mm -hmm. mammals really run the show and ice age is the time of mammals whether it is hominids or mammoths or smilodons and this one surely rose to the occasion um much like the Siberian tiger that has to survive in these harsh wintry conditions, it has to find uh, ways to shelter itself in caves. They think that the American lion probably had a very similar uh, habitat and uh, lifestyle as this, whether or not it is much more massive in a fight. Also, the Siberian tiger, which is the biggest cat on the planet, would get its ass kicked by the American lion just because of the weight difference. It's not even close. But they went, they went extinct. I'm sensing a theme here somewhere around 11,000 years ago. Uh, the American lion went extinct for good. Yep, so that's the theme. American we'll that lion. Soon, but that theme comes up a lot in these podcasts. Mm -hmm. That 11, 10,000 years ago thing. Megafauna, as it were. What's your next for the list, Dylan? Bees or galas? 
Mm-hmm. I gotta bring it fucking to town because there's just no avoiding this particular subject. Bring it around it town. Megafauna. Round town. Um uh <clears throat> We got uh, one of our favorite actors of all time. Ooh. Yeah, coming in the house for Megafauna. Again, this isn't a top 10. This is just a... Um, no, no, we're not ranking them. We're just trying to give our examples of some of these Megafauna that have existed. Um, in our in our lifetime, I mean, they're not that far away from modern humanity. Like you said, uh, they really things are like I mean, the American lion and the giant sloth existed among humans. Humans have seen them. And this one uh, uh, lived amongst humans as well. Um, and they believe that these were, oh, that's not a fact. But um, but anyways, uh, Ray Romano is the next. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, we're bringing it to the Ice yeah, Age yeah. once again. We're bringing the Ice Age. We're bringing it to Ice Age. And we are bringing it right down, up and around the Woolly Mammoth had to be on the on their uh, on the mention i almost said on the list but in, in the mention you can't not go with woolly mammoth the reason why i didn't bring it up is because i knew that i was hoping that you would and uh, now please tell us about the woolly mammoth which is one of the uh the elephant family similar to the mastodon or the african elephant but larger and hairier larger and hairier um they were um it honestly the thing is, with that 10,000 years... Be honest, number, please. This, Don't this... lie to us. <laughs> this, this is what I'm going to lie to you about, because I want to make sure that I lie about this one. Okay. Um, this specifically is... It's speculation, but they could have even coexisted as little as 4,000 years ago with humans, wow. based off of, depending on what you want to read, which would mm-hmm. be the craziest thing, because that is far past the again we're not going to go there yet maybe i should but the ten thousand year mark mm-hmm. of why a lot of these things went extinct yes um and and this is wildly evident based off of frozen um you know cadavers wait do you call a animal a cadaver or just humans you call it a carcass carcass cadaver is just a human being i think so all right i mean you can be generous and treat them like people and, and call it uh cadaver but i think it still means the same thing but usually when you talk about an animal you talk about a carcass yeah right so anyways either way i mean we know that elephants are amongst its body yeah the body um elephants specifically are amongst the humans the crows and the elephant sorry the elephants elephants fit with humans and crows in the fact that their level of intelligence allows them to play Mm. Um, some of the smartest creatures on the planet recognize themselves uh see where they fit into like almost borderline consciousness Mm. Um, raising their young for many many years which you brought up in the past that is a sign of intelligence the more time you spend uh raising your young doesn't necessarily correlate with making them more intelligent but it does correlate with the intelligence of species as a whole right right exactly teaching them as much as you possibly can before you let them out on their own Mm -hmm. um but if if this is um you know, depending on what you read, uh, 2000 BC, that these were still hanging around. They were with the that pyramids. is crazy. So the pyramids stuff. of Giza are already built at this point. Yeah, yeah, and there might have been a couple of these hanging around still. I mean, that's it's absolutely mind blowing. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. They weren't actually the uh, so other prehistoric animals like there's a ancient rhino 
um that really rhino? uh pretty much actually yeah it's it's it looks like a rhino but bigger with with hair um i think it is called only... the woolly rhino that might just be the colloquialism for it but yeah i think they just it just called yeah i thought that was a rhino. joke quite frankly no i'm pretty sure that is what it called yeah okay so it's not a joke yeah yeah joking with me no no i think it's called the woolly rhino <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah i'm sure there's more there's another name for it like the saber tooth tiger is also called the smilodon the woolly rhino i'm sure has a different name but it, i think it's called the woolly rhino yeah wow okay all right yep which so... another example of megafauna that um I mean, we're just going to touch on it now. I'm not going to bring it up as a whole fact, but yeah, another megafauna, the woolly rhino, just massive, bigger than the African uh, black rhino covered in hair in the ice age. Craziness. That's totally crazy. So um, some crazy woolly mammoth facts is that, um, yeah, they lived for about like a million years, essentially. Um, the species. Uh, yeah, the species itself. Um, and they discovered on every continent of Earth. Um, they wow, are every continent. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the uh, male's shoulder height uh, was between 11 feet. So that's pretty much where their head is. Um, and they were their head six... starts, though. That, that The top of their head is yeah, huge. Yeah, so they can move their head going. up and down around that. But uh, mm -hmm. it's pretty crazy. And they were um, uh, almost seven tons. Jeez. Fucking huge. And newborn was 200 pounds. Um, <laughs> Baby, uh, besides being pounds. covered in fur with a shorter undercoat, they, you know, had different colors. They, uh, you know, their ears and tail were very short, which is kind of cool. Um, that's an evolution. As opposed fact. to the Afghan, uh, Afghan mm -hmm. elephant, rather, that has massive ears, which is exactly. a lot of, they think a lot of the use for that is um, heat regulation. Yeah. Because yeah, it's, exactly. it's a, let the heat out of your body and cool yourself down. Well, a woolly mammoth has exactly the opposite issue. They need to keep as much mm -hmm. heat in as possible, which means tiny ears and a lot of fur. Exactly. And right along the same lines is what you're saying is that they, um, it has to do with heat. So um, I know a person who got frostbite and it was on their ears. So um, one of the, you know, that restricted blood flow, you know, like your ear, for example, doesn't have any arteries in it. Your ear doesn't has very, you know, less capillaries, less, you know, the veins are thinner, that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. The first place for you to get frostbite if you were naked would be your, probably your penis, your toes and your ears, and your nose. Mm -hmm. And fingertips, so, I think probably too. Yeah, yeah fingertips, like, yeah, the, that type of stuff. So right, their right. ears were, yeah. were not elephant ears, like you said, with the other, uh, the African ones who mm -hmm. use their gigantic ears to almost act as like a, uh, a heat transfer uh, yeah like solution. a heat sink for their body solution? oh my god i just called <laughs> yeah the uh, elephant has a heat transfer solution which also known as their ears um but <laughs> basically yeah evolutionary solution evolutionary solution so um yeah they eat grasses and i mean they what's a sedge it says they eat sedges too yeah it's a type it's like it's small bushes and things like that small yeah. bushes they had small bushes and grasses and um and uh, they, they uh, average lifespan was, uh, well, not average, but probably max would be 50 or 60 years old. And it's pretty impressive. That's it's similar to the African humans. It's the craziest thing. And they had their tusks that could be up to uh, 16 feet long. I mean, this is fucking Jeez, insane. I mean, there's like tusk. so many crazy things. It's such a goddamn fucking bummer Just that an they're animal. extinct. Like, this would be the coolest thing ever. I mean, it's so. And we do have not only. Um archaeological proof of uh, like you said we'd have frozen oh yeah bodies of them yeah. so completely no preserved the fact that we can see the hair on them and not only that we have 
massive evidence of the hunting and tracking of these yeah. uh these woolly mammoths and mastodons mm-hmm. over eons so we know that not only did they live alongside humans but humans actually hunted them uh, for yeah food. exactly and and quite like um for example so there's there's a couple other things I'll, I'll save the picture right now that i have on here um there are so it's it's an overwhelming amount of evidence that we coexisted with them yes. one being that beyond a doubt so this is ivory this is very real ivory i'm not sure where it came from it's from my dad my my grandfather traveled the world in the military so he got all sorts of weird shit probably what this is from um um there are a lot of examples of sculptures made of holy mammoth ivory um that date back a long time ago um as well as uh even older looking huts so like a frozen Mm -hmm. hut that they found um that has you know skins and this and the entrance it's so cool the entrance is two woolly mammoth tusks like this mm-hmm. so the entrance to this hut is actually tusks from woolly mammoths yeah you know very cool that's um, fucking awesome but what a crazy thing i mean gigantic animal i mean it's, yeah I, it's strange all. enough that like for a lot of parts of the world uh, especially up north where the woolly mammoths were you know prevalent people for generations and generations were well aware of their existence. And even a lot of tribes probably based their existence off of them and tracking them and following their migrations around and hunting them to survive. And then 3000 years later, anyone in Europe had never seen anything that big in their lives. People were bringing elephants from Africa to Rome and scaring the shit out of people. being like, check this thing out. Isn't this crazy? Meanwhile, a couple thousand years before their ancestors were hunting a woolly mammoth for food. People completely forgot that they ever existed. Things like this. The African elephant is the new one the woolly mammoth is the old one and people were thinking mm-hmm. they never even seen an elephant before but meanwhile their ancestors had seen them plenty and survived off of them it's wild yeah. to me and exactly. he lost the time it's absolutely wild and and in closing on the woolly mammoth one of the craziest facts that i didn't bring up is that um you know they have woolly mammoth blood in vials i mean they have preserved woolly mammoth blood because during the perma like permafrost an invaluable reason i mean just the idea how valuable that is to have a blood of an extinct animal you'll never find that again because of the permafrost like i said because of the ice we have that um for any other animal on this list almost all of them you'll never have that chance again to have the blood i think that jurassic park they took they they said that oh the, the mosquito had dinosaur blood it was preserved in amber and then it's very a lot of steps to be able to get that yeah. but to have we actually have the dna sequence of the woolly mammoth even though they yeah. do not exist anymore it's amazing to me it's just so so valuable to have it's just absolutely cool. incredible and the coolest thing is that when they were able to um uh find these frozen woolly mammoths there was one thing that wasn't frozen the whole time can you guess what that was it's heart kept yeah. eating I know. I, I well, I wish actually. Um, I don't know. No. So you got to fully take a block of ice the size of a woolly mammoth, and then stick a needle in it and go right into the center of that woolly mammoth, and um, find a find a vein or artery, whatever it is, liquid blood, frozen woolly mammoth, liquid blood. Their blood has a chemical in it that acts as an antifreeze. So even when it's in the dead even of the ice age, it won't freeze. Dead balls and it mostly even if we have frozen. a frozen uh if we had a frozen titanoboa uh, its blood would be frozen solid too no right? question yeah but not the way mammoth wow liquid didn't blood have to even thaw it out yeah yep crazy awesome. craziness liquid blood like they have some sort of 
adaptation to the elements that they're not seeing in any other animals or maybe i'm wrong but that that allows it to if any very few not fucking freeze i mean that's so cool imagine being that cold like it's like oh it's negative 60 and your skin freezes but your heart keeps beating like what a weird thing yeah i mean it would have to be this adaptation you'd have to have to live in one of the eras in the earth where there's an ice age is happening and ice ages have happened multiple times uh throughout earth's history but the most recent one was ruled by the king of the beast at the time, the woolly mammoth. Yep. No doubt. Was. And where did you want to, is this what you were bringing up earlier? Cause that's what my, my guess was that yep. we are trying to clone mm-hmm. the woolly mammoth. Currently. Perfect. Yeah, we are. Um, and it's the perfect segue into two different topics, cloning as well as extinction. Um, I think just because this is right on the fucking topic. Right. But, um, yeah. I talked about the giant sloth mega contender for me for cloning. Mm-hmm. Um, Woolly Mammoth is in the process of... The easier contender here, the Woolly Mammoth being that we have their cousin alive, the African elephant, and you could probably or maybe... children are about the same size. Yeah, you could impregnate an African elephant with Woolly Mammoth um, eggs. As a host. Yeah, as a host, in order to to actually have them give birth that way, which would not be possible for the sloth. This is the one thing. Like, There's there's a couple things I'm excited about um, in the future. And one of them is cloning of extinct animals. And two is obviously like space travel, but like, sure. um, this is fucking awesome. I mean, I would love to see, I mean, if we're God ever going to have a chance it. to see a really willing mammoth, we're living in the right time, my friend. Yeah, no, for real. Like we're quite lucky to have this and it's, and it's likely to happen. I mean, like, I think so. You know, and the other thing is like, there's just so many people who have so much money that just throw it into different things. I'd be like, this is, uh, this is just cool. You know, it's like why Elon Musk does what he does. He's like school and somewhat necessary, but this is pretty fucking awesome. You know, Molly mm-hmm. mammoths bringing those back. God damn it. It's it. awesome. I think that we, uh, within our lifetime, we will see one or at least the yeah. our closest approximation of one. Yeah. Do you know any, do you know any more details on like woolly mammoth clothing, uh, clothing? <laughs> that would be, Oh, that, that's a new uh, black market. Woolly mammoth fur coats. That's some valuable shit. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I think it's probably similar to things we, we clone, we can clone animals now uh, with varying degrees of success. But uh, yeah, the, the, the key is to try to get it as close as possible to its host mother would react. So it's things like um, we have hybrids of the, the liger, the lion and tiger, you, you put the uh, fertilized embryo in or if you don't have that, you try to have them mate and do that. So I think the closest we have now is we have to gestate it inside an actual uterus of an animal that has similar DNA, which would right. be something like an elephant. We don't have uh, the technology to completely grow a uh, 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 embryo in a lab yet for that. So we, so as of right now, we need to use an elephant to do it. But I, I don't see any reason why in the future we couldn't actually make the whole entire thing synthetic and uh, yeah, no, grow all kinds of things. Uh, three years ago, Harvard said they were they were two or three years away from being able to successfully do this. So we, we right, hold we, your breath. It could be any day now. Yeah, COVID probably backed things up a little bit. Um, but as it uh, did. but uh, you know, I, I, I think that the, as long as people keep keep up with us and there's funding, this this should happen. I mean, there's there's no reason why it shouldn't at this point. Absolutely. But I wanted to roll with the, the elephants on the mind into uh, my next megafauna which has elephant in the name, but is not in fact an elephant. And that's why I like a lot of these, uh, the megafauna names, because a lot of them come from the recent past. They're a lot easier to find uh, than some of these dinosaur skeletons, or not skeletons, rather uh, fossils. Um, but it's the elephant bird. Have you ever heard of this thing? 
No, I've never the, heard of it. The Can elephant you tell bird. Me more about this, Joe. I would love to. The elephant bird, so named not because it had any interaction with elephants in particular, or even that it had anything to do with elephants, because it's huge. In fact, it's the largest bird to have ever existed on the planet, and it lived on an island. Granted, one of the largest islands in the world, Madagascar. The oh, elephant where bird. Where they're all from? The elephant bird lived in Madagascar. Um, which now I associate Madagascar with, you know, lemurs and smaller species because, oh, it's an island. How could something big live there? Well, it was massive island. There used to be tons of these birds around. And again, they lived alongside human beings. This is the largest bird in the world at 10 feet tall, weighing up to 1,600 pounds. Again, it makes an ostrich look like a little tiny sparrow in that case. And I'm sure it could run pretty close to the ostrich's speed but it would have no need to because it lives in uh, an island jungle rather than a savanna. And it's flightless, much like the ostrich as well. Um, but not only did this bird exist alongside humans, it existed so recently that they only went extinct about a thousand years ago. And certainly humans were the cause of that because when humans started to take control of Madagascar in a, in a bigger way than just nomadic life, they started wiping them out. I mean, what an a great source of food to have this big 1600 pound bird flightless if you can corner it and kill it it's chow time and it's only suited to live on an island unfortunately a lot of island creatures they fit their niche so well like the dodo we speak to in the past mm -hmm. um it's great at that but as soon as you introduce other elements it it's you know it's doomsday for them and that is why we have uh, paintings and drawings not just cave paintings actual drawings of the elephant bird that are in existence now a lot of them are based life. on their their um fossils and skeletons and such but i mean the thing was around so recently that there was certainly not only human beings but there was cities that existed as this thing was still around and unfortunately um more than likely humans are the cause of their demise much like many animals like the dodo as mentioned the elephant bird yeah. the biggest bird to ever live unfortunately dead. but that's just i don't know what to say besides it's just it's just so crazy that these like i really like giant things me like, too and that's why i was so excited to do this podcast with you <laughs> like giant you know pepper mills giant like, pencils giant pencils giant glasses mm -hmm. giant, giant shoes giant shoes you know all that stuff um but that there's the you know Giants. like i once i think i mentioned this before but i got a <clears throat> um, roommate one time named andrew it's really cool different andrew than this one not our um, andrew <laughs> our andrew um, i lived with him for a couple of years and, and i was like told him one time just watch this crazy thing and that like i was like wow it'd be really cool if the world was like that you know he's like but it is brother and i was like <laughs> I like that mentality, but it yeah, is. Yeah, I, I said some crazy thing, and he's like, "But it is if you if you actually look." He's like, "It actually is," and this is a good example of. Like, I agree with him on that. Yeah, it actually yeah. is that cool still. Yeah, yeah. You get used is. to it, so you don't think Open it is, but it really eyes. is. It's pretty goddamn cool. There's I mean, if you shit. woke up today for the first time and this was what was going on, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's really, really crazy. Um, and same thing. So, like, elephant bird a thousand years ago—that's nothing, literally yeah. nothing. Like, I mean, um, this thing is in the time we talked about in the podcast. We've gotten much farther in the past than that. Even when clowns clowns were around before the elephant bird went extinct. So that's reason. Dude, that's a fucking excellent way to help our listeners um, yeah. identify 
like when the elephant bird was around. Clowns were out of here. <laughs> they They're were around here. well before. And this bird and they is huge. Well it's after. like an emu, but bigger. It's huge. It's only its legs are like thick, like a elephant. Really, I think it's probably got its names because the legs are so elephant. Thick looking. legs, yeah. Thick, fucking thick legs. I mean that that thing's legs are probably more like Godzilla than the uh, Ceratosaurus or the marine iguana, as far as just thick so. legs. Well, Godzilla takes a couple of notes from a lot of people, and maybe this is on the list of people that it took. Maybe. So it had me thinking that I think it would be a terrifying thing to come across in nature before realizing it's a herbivore, yeah, much like a lot of birds are, eating fruits and nuts and things like that. So you don't really know direct threat to humans. And in fact, it would probably run away, much like a deer would if you found it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> can you imagine riding your bike and you're like like all of a sudden you, like i come across deer a lot and they scare the shit i mean you see that yeah that's what i'm thinking of. yeah they're, they're, they're scared of you you're scared you're of them like, okay all right this is funny an elephant bird running alongside you there it scared the shit out of me but but yeah. it was no direct threat to humans and that's i'm sure the reason why they died out because humans would hunt them rather than the other way around but it had me thinking is there a bird that would be a threat to humans if it was around and i came up with the idea i had in my head in the past i go is that a bird real i remember learning about this bird looked it up it is real it's called the furus sorry furus hasidae is its technical name but it's also Sounds known like as you nailed the pronunciation of that it's also known as the terror bird <laughs> that that is its its colloquial name the terror bird and terror it did reek now this thing lived uh two million years ago so it's well before the time of humans but still in the time of birds in the time where birds were transitioning from more of a dinosaur over oh to God. what we see as birds today and this thing was up to four feet tall and it was a meat eater it would hunt Holy meat shit. and it would tear things apart with its massive beak an 18 inch long beak never mind how much it was wide and heavy this thing could run down its prey like a road runner that was four feet tall and tear it to pieces with its massive beak. I mean, that is something to be, to be afraid of almost as big as a human with a beak, the size of your fucking head. And it would tear you to pieces. You're afraid of a, a hawk swooping down and getting you a couple clips. Watch out for the terror bird. You better have a fast bike to get away from that thing. Dude, you just watch, literally, literally just Google ver, uh, uh, Google pictures of either the terror bird or forest uh, has and see like it's the most aggressive fucking thing <laughs> it makes the shoe bill look like a little I've ever seen in my life like <laughs> it's so aggressive in just in like in depictions it's like oh my god this thing must be like, just so annoying i mean and you and you see how how it, birds act now i mean they're just so brutal to each other and i can't imagine that the just the fury and the reckless abandoned for life that this thing would have was tearing mammals apart i think it hunted probably rodents and small mammals for the most part but it was no joke the terror bird it went extinct two million years ugly. ago and i'm glad it did it's for ugly, my own safety misproportioned very t-rex like mm -hmm. um has a big tongue and a fucking beak it's yeah like, like i said it's, it's in the transition like that, from no, dinosaurs no, it reminds to me of that fucking annoying bird in Duncan that shoots the pebbles at you and goes ah and just shoots it's that type of bird but the size of the size of like the the dinosaur in Jurassic Park in the kitchen scene and that's yes. the bird we're talking about here yeah yeah exactly it's like the height Fuck of it. a velociraptor but it's a bird and it's got yeah. it's, its mouth is probably as big you know it's awful it's terror bird it's, I think aptly named awful bird terror bird and terror is a whole nother word besides like uh, not well managed bird. I mean, it's like a whole another situation of like it inspires it's here terror and it's aggressive 
relentless. Clearly, just I watched, I saw one picture: aggressive, relentless, violent, mm-hmm. hungry, angry, and hard to kill. I'm getting all that. Yeah, I mean, I happen to agree. With it you just looks awful. Yep. Yeah. So there we have it, the elephant bird, the biggest bird in history, and the terror bird, maybe the most feared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm not loving the terror bird. Not a big fan of that. Here we go. <laughs> What's your next on the list of megafauna, Dylan? What else we got here for the biggest beast to ever live? Thanks for asking, Joe. On my next on my list is something that is uh, abundant in history. Um, you wouldn't believe it because of mm. the size. Um, but uh, we're talking about donut. Megalodon sharks. Oh my gosh. The Megalodon. The Megalodon shark. We're not talking about no great white, right? The great white is the biggest shark we have now, right? It must be a little bit bigger than that. No, no, the great white is not the biggest shark we have now. The biggest shark we have now is like the uh it's like the blue shark it's it's got another name it's like oh the whale shark sorry that's not i mean they call it a shark but it's really not a shark though well that's the thing but it well it fits the category of a shark but it's 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 pretty big but it's not it's um, the biggest fish we have is the whale shark yeah it's just yeah so biggest shark i would say is a great white shark though yeah what about the basking shark because it's quite similar to the whale shark there's they're all kind of the same size right but but are those both not sharks though do you, uh, I mean, one of them's name is uh, Rincondon Typhus. There's Satoras Maximus. So, like, I don't see any similarities. And then, yeah, I, I think know. it's like a catfish. It's not the biggest cat that can swim. It, it, it's called a whale shark, but it doesn't have any teeth or anything. It doesn't even hunt. It just it just sifts through the water, sucking up krill and things like that. Yeah, it's more like a whale a really, than it is so, a shark. Yeah, so that's a really really good. But it's point. not a mammal though, so they don't call it a whale. Actually, it's the shittiest name ever. It's a whale shark. It's neither a whale nor a shark. It's just a big right. fish. It should be called the swimming net. Yeah, actually, that's a really good way to put it. So, but anyway, so like, so the craziest fucking thing of all time. I was teeing you up for saying that the the megalodon is much bigger than the great white shark, which is our scariest jaws, the great white shark. But the megalodon makes jaws look like a little pretty little girl literally a pretty little girl um <laughs> it is wildly mind-blowing that so like all right so when you when you all right so if anybody out here wants to google like biggest animal nine times out of ten it comes up in meters and i'm just didn't go to math school so i don't really you know, I don't, <laughs> it was like three feet in a meter right around there yeah relatively all right so all right so so the great white shark is 18 feet long and that is shark. your that is your jaws shark it's terrifying mm-hmm. it's, it's mouth no yeah, picture jaws picture the scariest shark you can see like the giant yeah the giant teeth the whole thing that's a great yeah. white absolutely no problem swallowing humans easy peasy for them um no kidding and, a shark the size of us would kill you it would tear you to shreds even six feet long would tear you to shreds kill the fuck out of you yeah 18 just, feet long kind of like the godzilla um you know king kong thing is that like even the tiger shark, or the, actually more specifically the bull shark, mm-hmm. which is which is half the size of a great white, if not smaller, um, definitely smaller. Fucking obliterate a car tire. I mean, like, oh, it'll... which is one of the hardest things to destroy of ever. Yeah, um, the bite strength on that thing is just crazy. Well, the bite and the torsion, I guess, would be this motion would be left right, and right. Yeah, like this. Right. and their teeth are designed for that, like shredding. 
like this this oscillation. Um, so that's a in gray white sharks are so big. They're so big. I mean, dude, hang a gray white shark eighteen feet. Yeah. That's not fucking around at all, dude. I mean, they that's are insane. the apex predator uh, of the ocean for as long as, as far as fish it's are concerned. Insane. Nothing yeah. else stacks up is if you're talking about fish. It's insane how big they are. So mm-hmm. then we bring it back a while to our megalodon shark. The and megalodon, at, um, seventy-five feet long. <laughs> seventy-five feet. We're not fucking around at all here. I mean, completely absurd it did to be that much bigger than the, the biggest, you know, violent shark we have now. 75 feet, multiple, exponentially larger than it. It's just exponentially is the best word. It's insane. I mean, it's the craziest thing ever. And like, so people that like um, Alaska is a great place to find megalodon teeth. And um, really? just the tooth alone. It, yeah, I, I used to follow these people and they owned like a bunch of property in Alaska and they're constantly digging up megalodon teeth. So, like, mm. um, they're out there. There's still probably millions of them out there, the teeth. Yeah. You can find them, look hard enough, and it looks like, it looks like a, like a, I mean, you have the root, and then you have the tooth structure itself, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's uh, easily twice the size of my hand. Like the, yeah, like, it's like, it's like bigger than a dinner plate, and it's one tooth, and it's you know how many teeth plate, that the great tooth, white yeah. has? It's just rows and rows. Of, I mean, I can't imagine this thing it's being real. absolutely mind-blowingly insane that this was actually a thing. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous um, it's that this, this was real, and they were, you know, as always, every continent, everywhere on Earth, um mm-hmm. um and it's it's just mind blown so that's that's you know absolutely no con- no question um that uh these need to be here so they were just like most of the other megla uh megafauna i was going to say megalus <laughs> megafauna <laughs> um megalofauna um is that uh yeah same dating period where we stop seeing them or where our evidence comes in is that uh you know ten thousand eleven thousand years ago is that recently huh for the megalofauna showing up that. yeah Damn. yeah yep so again they could have lived among humans to see uh mm-hmm. a, a megalodon and you'd see a great white shark and you know crap your pants you see this thing and you'd, it could be you could eat a great white shark easily no question. I mean, like four insanely times big. More. So, we'll like, put a picture just... of its jaws. They have um its jaw size, and you know, nothing against the Titanoboa as far as putting your head in the middle of that. But to see a human being stand in the middle of the jaws of this thing, they just stand up comfortably. It's very yeah, just wild. Easy. Yeah, it looks like Absolutely. a hallway. It's the, the mouth of this thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's absolutely incredible, and just like. <sighs> It's cool. It's really cool. I was going to mention some of the scriptures and these big fish. Oh, yeah. So based off of like this, like different types of scripture that you see on ancient court history for people and, you know, the Quran, Bible, that type of stuff. Um, the re- Another big factor into why these were here is um, even, bef- you know, so let's say, bef- you know, pretty much before boats and before industrialization in any way shape or form and in, in mass fishing um the seas were just floating like fish were just jumping out of them like crazy you know well yeah and, that, that's where life began on the planet as far as we know is that um, yeah 
the yeah, oceans have like, always been the, the fullest and have the most diversity because that's where yeah that's all existed it's like talking about a jungle versus a mountain i mean some things can live on a mountain but it's barely anything and the jungle is full of life the ocean's the original jungle that's where all the life comes from yeah yeah it's a it's it's like grass seed you get a water twice a day it's just land is like the mountain to the jungle that is the ocean exactly so um you know you could imagine this thing's diet being that goddamn big has mm. got to be thousands of tens of thousands of fish a day if it's, it's guy, they have to just have to eat so eating. much food uh, insane absolutely incredible just, and, it, and it's in it all the other thing is too is it's got um, unlike some of its, uh, you know, brothers and sisters, it's got a massive set of fucking killer teeth. I mean, we're Chompers. talking the M1 Abrams tank of fucking sharks. Um, mm-hmm. It's designed to hunt and kill big ass shit. Like, mm-hmm. it's a waste for it to eat mackerel or With fucking prejudice. salmon. You know, this is a, it's eating tuna. It's eating ancient tuna it's eating yeah it has eating to be whales. eating these fish it's just that are ripping just so the hard. shred yeah. big as much chunks of big shit as it possibly can is its goal is just big things i'm gonna eat that yeah i mean thinking great whites now uh one of their biggest prey uh similar to killer whales is eating seals and things like that and seals are very large seals mammals but shit but not thing. compared to the yeah the the, the prey yeah. that the megalodon like eating can take olive down. for the megalodon literally <laughs> 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 eating an olive exactly yeah nice Chomp olive away. treat crazy town so joe that's the megalodon shark it's fucking gigantic had to uh, come up the meg another and popular culture yeah it's insane so what what do you got what do you got for next up so i had to round out our list here i had to think we talked about the biggest ape the biggest bird now that now the biggest shark and i figured let's look a little smaller here and think about what's the biggest insect to ever have existed because we think of now you know insects these little tiny things are insignificant they're just bugging us hanging around uh the biggest insects we see today are seen things like uh you know amazonian centipedes or millipedes these giant uh, almost the size of a snake bugs that can slink around the amazon floor but the biggest bug to ever have existed as far as we know is the mega neuroposis and actually, it was 17 inches long. So picture a bug about a little bigger than a foot. And its wingspan was over two feet. Because this thing was the ancestor of the modern day dragonfly. So it's a dragonfly with a wingspan the size of a bird. And it acted just like a dragonfly did. You know how loud those wings are buzzing by you? A little tiny dragonfly. Imagine this thing. You probably hear it from a mile away, like a drone just flying around. Uh, lucky for us, we are well out of the range of this thing existing. It existed 300 million years ago. So even before the reign of the dinosaur, this thing was around. Back in the time when Earth was so oxygen rich that plants and ferns were growing massive. And talking about the environment and the climate, basing on how big you can get, Imagine how rich the earth was that a dragonfly could grow to the size of a cat. That's how sustainable life was at that particular time for insects. I mean, I don't know if Bigfoot can still survive in this kind of environment and climate. But at that time, bugs could get to the size of a house cat. It's just insane to me. It did go extinct on uh, 300 million years ago during the Permian extinction, which was the end of what we consider the Permian explosion. 
which is a crazy time in biological history. The Permian explosion was the biggest increase in species types in the history of the planet, uh, nearly grew by 70% when it happened. So within this period, it went from a certain number of species, multiply that from four or five times the amount. And it ended, funny enough, what we call the Permian extinction, which is by far, we touched on it a little bit during the Nostradamus episode, is the most massive extinction event in the history of the planet. It killed out from 90 to 96% of all species on earth. I'm not talking about just numbers here. I'm talking about percentage wise. Nearly every species on the planet died during this period, including this particular dragonfly and many others. So in a time on this planet, 300 million years or so ago, life almost was extinguished entirely. And we might see the planet as uh, something like Mars or Neptune or something like that, where it's just barren, no life to be seen. We were just that far away from every single species on the planet being wiped out. And uh, lucky for us, it, it, the boom and the bust period never ended. I mean, 100 million years after that, we started to see dinosaurs. So anyway, it, it ends up finding out. Life finds a way to uh, quote Jurassic Park. But I thought that was, that was kind of fascinating to me that it, it existed in a time where dragonflies could get that big, but it didn't make it through an extinction event that killed nearly every single thing on the planet. It made the dinosaurs extinction look like a, a bad Sunday. The Permian extinction. Fuck that. So uh, honorable mention I wanted to give to the uh, Megalochelis atlas, which is the largest tortoise to ever exist. It existed in Asia with a length of nine feet. Its shell was only seven feet at the nine feet. Imagine a seven foot shell. It was 4,400 pounds, meaning that it was the same size as a smart car, but weighed two smart cars. And it was a tortoise that walked around in Asia about, about uh, thousands of years back, but it also went extinct around 10,000 years ago. It just is insane to me the idea that there's a car walking around with a shell and it was just eating vegetation. Walking I around. really appreciate that because I think that I'm I'm as probably most people very pro turtle. I think turtles are the coolest. Turtles are great. Turtles are so cool. And that's so the biggest old. one that we know about. Wow, that's insane. That I mean, really, it was a car. Insane. It was just a walking car. And I mean, if it's any indication to other tortoises live, it probably lived for. Mm -hmm maybe a hundred years or more. I mean, the bigger horse, animals live not as long, but maybe 50, 60 years with this beast. Yeah. Yeah. Who, yeah. Who, who knows with that one? That's crazy. I saw a giant turtle at the Peabody Essex museum mm -hmm. in December, I believe. Um, and it was about my size and I was wow. pretty, it wasn't, it was, it was not alive, but it was, um, no, it because died, died they in, don't exist died. that are alive that are your size. I know, but it, it died in the 1800s, and they oh, have wow. it in one of their exhibits, and it's it's uh, it's quite absolutely astounding. You're like, wow, this is really cool. You know, turtles yeah. are cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and then again, uh, 10,000 years ago or so, there they go. Sensing a theme here, it's been throughout the entire podcast. 10,000 years. To wrap the list up with um, 
the the two we have left i know we know the last one we're going to talk about here um but i want to talk about the biggest land animal to ever exist because we've been talking about a lot of these sea creatures like the megalodon or, or things like the whale shark which is the biggest fish that is alive today um but i looked it up and it seems to be as far as we know the argentinosaurus <laughs> Finally, cool. funnily enough, it was found in Argentina. As you can imagine found that. in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> United States of America, it was found in. Yeah, there's a dinosaur named after an American state too. It's yeah. called like the Colorado or something yeah. like that. Mass- famous Massachusetts uh, skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but it, uh, the Argentinosaurus uh, was not only the biggest uh, dinosaur, but the biggest land creature to have ever existed, and it is a. Uh, a long-necked dinosaur, which we know are the biggest of the dinosaurs uh, that we know about. This is the Cretaceous period we're talking about here. Um, and yeah, it was up to 130 feet long from the tip of his nose to the back of its tail and weighed around 100 tons stomping around on the earth. Again, if an indication to all the other thousands of species of herbivores with long necks and long tails, mm-hmm. it, uh, it survived similarly. And it went extinct around the time that uh, we expect dinosaurs to go extinct and the mass extinction event that happened 65 million years ago. Big old meteor hits the earth right outside the Yucatan Peninsula. Kaboom. That's good night nurse for most species on the earth, especially the big ones, because the bigger they are, the harder they fall, whether it's a species or the biggest land animal to ever have existed, the Argentinosaurus. Which brings us to the big one on our list. We got to save it for last. I had to nitpick about it with Dylan to get us for the last pick, but I had to get this on the list. It's the biggest animal to have ever existed on planet Earth. Talk about megafauna. Biggest bird, biggest fish, biggest bug. All well and good. What's the biggest animal that ever exists? We're getting towards Godzilla and Kong here, folks. What is the big one? Gigantor. The biggest animal to ever have existed on the planet, bar none. Dylan. What is that animal? We're going to give you a wild guess if you guys want to take a uh, mental guess of what Yeah, g- give them a couple seconds to uh, before the commercial break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, before the commercial break. Um, the tongue of this particular mammal is as big as an elephant. The tongue is? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's an it, indicator for you folks. Talking about woolly mammoth tongue over here. Yeah, it weighs. Uh, all right, so I rephrase that. It weighs as much of an elephant. Yes. So yeah, it's not like the same size tongue as an elephant. Its tongue would weigh as much as an elephant. Completely insane. Um, this particular mammal was protected in 1966 from hunting, so people have stopped hunting it. It's still alive, and the population is slowly increasing, and it weighs as much as 150 Honda Civics. So let's take a wild guess here for what we have. Jesus. We're coming in at... The blue whale. The blue whale. The biggest creature to have ever existed on this earth still exists today. You can see it if you go hunting for it and go finding it. Hunting without killing it, I have you know. Go looking for it, I should say. We'll kill you, personally. I will kill you if you do that. But yeah, it blew my mind to realize (laughs) that the biggest animal to ever existed, not the Tyrannosaurus rex, not the Brachiosaurus, not the Megalodon, not even the giant sloth, it is the blue whale, and it's still is existing on the planet today, which means we have in this era, the biggest animal of all time. It lives among us now. Yeah. 
stealth. After all the megafauna we talked about that have gone extinct and how difficult it is to be huge and alive on the planet, we still have the biggest one right now. Still, their blood vessels are so wide, you can swim through them. That's fucking crazy. They're big. They're very big. Um, Their mothers who nurture their young give their calves, I think it's like 600 liters of milk per day in the first year. Per Per day. 600 liters um that's let's just say let's let's just say that's 600 gallons right it's not but let's say it is liters how much is a liter in gallons? A two liter bottle is like a soda bottle right okay so half a gallon so we're talking about 300 gallons a day i'm not sure i don't something know something like it 300 <laughs> gallons of milk. let's just say it's what let's just say is what about? was it six thousand liters 600 a day 600 so 300 bottles of coke full of milk <laughs> that's a lot of coke that's a lot so, of coke a lot yeah. of milk too um and uh it's yeah up to insane. 98 feet long and 170 tons so 170 times 2,000 pounds is how big this fucking thing is i mean like you said multiple cars worth i mean it just is a massive creature it could never survive on land the argentinosaurus it couldn't even come close to that and it was walking around in the time where there was much more different climate and different oxygen rich environment but this thing is surviving yeah. mostly on krill which are nearly microscopic little insects of the ocean and it has to eat that much of little krill so our krill those things so if you go to the um massive so say you go to the Atlantic Ocean anywhere, pick pick a spot, Cape sure. Cod, Maine, New Hampshire, Vir- Virginia, whatever. Um, take your hand in the sand and do this. Sometimes you see little like worms doing this in your hand. Is that krill? No, you wouldn't be able to see them with with your naked eye. No, like uh, they, like sometimes it's like you can't really see them, but they can tell something's moving in there. But mm. that's what blue whale eat. No, what what they look like to you is a big pink cloud in the water. It would look like a cloud of uh, almost like algae. Uh, but they're actually, if you put them under a microscope, they're actually little tiny shrimp. So they have like legs and eyes and things, but they're so tiny that you'd only be able to see them when they're in um, swarms of hundreds of thousands of them. They look like pink clouds in the water and blue whales just come through there and they just sift up the whole thing and slink them all up in their mouth. So, I mean, you don't actually measure how many krill blue whale eat in uh, numbers. You measure them in weight because you just it's just right, millions right. and millions and millions that, yeah. of them. Yeah. So something like that. So the biggest animal in the world eats one of the tiniest, you know, creatures we have. It just has to eat so much of them. That's insane. I mean, that's totally craziest thing is that they they're not just like going through schools of fish with their mouth open. They're going through a no, crown, which is the size of a. Uh, it's microscopic. Yeah, yeah, they're. Small. Yeah, I mean, you you need to fill an entire bucket full of them even to see them uh, because they're so mm-hmm. tiny. And like I said, only because you, they school at at the point that there's millions of them that you can actually discern the pinkish color that they they give out. But um, you wouldn't be able to catch one krill whether you took a hundred years to do it. it wouldn't happen. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's insane to me that that happened. It reminded me of the thing you talked about where um trees don't just you know pop out of thin air. Everything that makes up a tree comes from its environment because you have to grow in a certain way. And to me, that's the blue whale. I mean, how much resources do you have to take in, whether it's breathing, um, whether it's, you know, drinking water, whether it's eating krill in order for it to grow that massive. And let's not forget, a whale is a mammal. It needs to breathe air. It cannot survive in the water. It needs to breathe air. So even though the blue, the blue whale's range is the planet, 
as far as we know, it doesn't go as far north as the polar ice caps, but we don't know anywhere on the planet that it, it, it cannot go on the ocean because it runs the whole fucking show. Um, but yeah, it has to take in all those nutrients and resources to grow as big as it is. And it does so. And it becomes the most massive creature on the planet ever to exist. It's amazing. It's the coolest thing. And, and just like kind of a lot of these things, um, their lifespan is more than humans. I mean, their average lifespan is 80, 90 years, which ours is like 70. That's something. nuts. Um, and the, uh, the oldest blue whale that they've discovered was 110. Wow. Um, uh, that's almost cocky Bennett numbers. Dude, it's within, it's within a decade of cocky Bennett. It's good runs for an animal yeah. that big. Yeah, krill is fucking nuts, man. Yeah, so they so yeah, the they, where... they do Sorry, they do eat for up to forty million krill per day. Is the number. Wow, that's um, insane <clears throat> for days. And, and uh, they they cruise at thirty one miles an hour. That's three times faster than a more than three times, probably four times faster than the um, the evergreen or the ever given. <clears throat> You know, the dick ship? Oh, the, oh that, the cargo ship. It's also yeah. as fast as the fastest human being can run on land on record. 31 no. miles an hour? Someone can yeah. run that? Uh, I think I think that the fastest that person like on 15. record... What? No, no. <laughs> Let's double that. Yeah. 31? Well, I mean, I think it's 29 or 30 miles an hour. Yeah. A record sprint? Yeah, it's 30 That's miles an insane. hour. That's insane. That's the crazy thing. Like, I, I, in a straight line on my bicycle... The mm-hmm. fastest I can pedal on a flat surface, slightly downhill, is in, is like thirty ish. That's crazy. The fastest That's crazy. bicycle in the world, though, can go well faster. Hundred plus, yeah, yeah, way, way, way fast. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, yeah, no, that, it's crazy. So I mean, you could even you couldn't even outrun a blue whale if you're on land. Never mind the water. Yeah. Also, but you have no need to fear. Blue whales are not uh, preying on anything yeah. bigger than a krill. They don't even eat. Like I said, they don't even eat fish. Really, they, they don't. They don't hunt down yeah. fish. So you don't have to worry about that. If you're finding Nemo and Dory and uh, you're, you know, they got sucked in because it's a different story. Right, that was a humpback whale, I think, in that particular tale. But very similar uh, feeding style and similar type of animal. I think they're part of the same family. Oh, okay. All right. Well, another crazy thing is that um, it it does produce one of the loudest sounds naturally produced on Earth in the same um, uh, top 10 as uh, volcanic explosions. Damn. Good thing uh, the they're underwater. Can um can produce a noise that's 140 decibels. Um, and then the call of the blue whale. Actually, sorry, the uh sorry, my bad. I ris- misread that. A um uh, a jet engine. I'm not sure if this is considered uh, talking about um, uh, low bypass jet engines like a F-16 or a B-1 bomber. Um, a high bypass would be like a 737 or your commercial jet. They mm-hmm. do have different sound profiles. We know this, but I'm not sure what one. F- so a jet engine, it says, it just says jet engine. We don't know if this is a low bypass or a high bypass says 140 decibels, mm-hmm. which is quite loud, whether it be a Spirit Airlines or an F-16, very loud. But a blue, the call of a blue whale reaches up to 190 decibels. That's pretty That's cool. crazy. And as we know that, that uh, sound travels farther in water than in air so it's so, even I mean, crazier you'll yeah. be able to hear that very far um, away yeah that's crazy so the yeah the blue whale is there you the have biggest it. biggest it's just the craziest thing that the biggest thing that ever ever lived on earth like it's we're not talking about like prehistoric like hey t-rexes and bronchosaurs sure. and 
Uh, yeah, whether it's fish or reptiles huge. or birds or uh, insects, it, the biggest to ever live is a mammal, and it lives here today with us. Yeah, blue and whale. it's still here. It's still here doing its thing. It's fucking incredible. So that's it. That's the biggest one. Um, spiders, a little bit of a letdown. They're not that big. It isn't Lord of the Rings. They're not that big. <laughs> yeah, the biggest spider ever, really. Shelob in the uh, the cave next to Minas Morgul is the biggest spider, but yeah, it's not it's real. When, Yep, exactly. Well, uh, I had a feeling that I was like, oh, you go anytime, anytime you Google like biggest prehistoric anything, like stink bug, fucking spider, capybara, mm. dog, whatever it is, they like sloth, they all show up. Like, you're like, hey, this is pretty They're crazy. all bigger. Yeah. Spider just didn't have to do it. It never did. It didn't have to go bigger. Not necessarily. It had just yeah. a good, had a good enough life where it was at. Yeah, also honorable, honorable mention to the dire wolf, which was not only in Game of Thrones, yeah. it was a real wolf that existed mm -hmm. uh, again around went extinct around uh, 10,000 to 5,000 years ago, and it was almost double the size of a wolf you'd know now. Similarly, just a bigger version of the same it's thing. Insane, it's totally insane. I mean, the, the bite force on that thing must have rivaled any creature on the whole planet. Imagine the bite force of a wolf, double it. No thanks. Hey, like you said, we can break concrete with our mouths run for our teeth and our nerves. Imagine <laughs> something like that. It's not good. It's not looking good for anyone. Snap that line. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Like we said, all these megafauna, it's hard to tell um, why they're all gone. I'm sad they're gone. It'd be nice to see nice some of them. And it would be good if we could get that, uh, that more of the mammoth blood and things like that. We can maybe recreate them or clone them to see them today. A couple of reasons why people think they might have gone extinct is um, when the Ice Age uh, ended, our most recent Ice Age, it started to get warmer. And a lot of these animals might have been not so well suited. Some of the woolly mammoth, uh, which are suited to being frozen alive, apparently their blood still stays uh, liquid. They might not be so suited when the world's uh, global temperature increases. And a lot of these animals were very well suited for the ice age for thousands of years. But when the ice age went away and it started to get warmer, I think a lot of them could have died that way. That was one of the hypotheses people have. Or a lot of these animals just couldn't survive the changing in climate because they're so well suited to a world that was very different than the world we are now. There, the ice caps went as far south as North Carolina and the United States, and um, almost in the middle of Europe and most parts of Russia during then. So now, picture just move the entire climate down. So we have like the most northern part of Canada is not an ice cap; it's still tundra, and it's colder than fuck. So move the entire ice caps down to North Carolina and put the tundra there. It's a lot less room for things to wiggle around, and most of the fauna we know from the time lived right in the right in the equator, they're right in the belt. All the other ones were suited to living on our equivalent of Pluto, just a frozen wasteland. So when the world gets as warm as it is now, you just can't live like that. I mean, you, your polar bears can't even really live in the United States, and they're they're living in today's world. So I can't imagine being one of these ice age beasts whether it is the smilodon or the american lion or the mammoth living along now i can see that there's maybe a point that it got a little too warm for them that's one idea about it uh, what do you think about that does that seem reasonable i i do think it's quite reasonable um i have different theories 
Hmm. Another theory is that there might have been another meteor strike with the dinosaurs. There's not a whole lot of evidence to support that, though. Uh, the, 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 the global uh, deficiency in species after that was not that conclusive compared to other dinosaurs. I don't, I don't think yeah, that, that theory no, doesn't seem so. to track for me either. Not by it. Uh, the theory that lands with me the most is what we've been talking about uh, this whole time, which is that it's so recently, 10,000, 20,000, even 1,000 years ago, and there's one common denominator to all of those things, and it's a little something called Homo sapien, which is my uh, idea. Well, I have two things. So, like, before you get a Homo sapien is, I know that the woolly mammoth is, um, at first you think, oh, cold's fine for that thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that it isn't that simple. So... Go back, down, go back down to the woolly mammoth we're going 10,000 years ago. There was an ice age. And just because it's an ice creature don't mean that it don't do well with change. You know what I'm saying? I'm so, following you. <laughs> you're following me on this. Is that I'm following you on that. Yeah, that's that, for Yeah, uh, you got a woolly mammoth that is used to uh, one million years of It's not good with uh, change. You're saying it is good with change. See. And then you have a new ice age coming about, and its food source changes drastically. So, woolly mammoth ain't got as much. Oh, I can tell you're reading because you said drastically. <laughs> drastically. Today's episode is brought to you by Fiora Divino Chianto Classico Reserva 2017 import from Italy. So, <laughs> what I'm saying is that the woolly mammoths have a consistent lifestyle based off of tens of thousands or millions of years of evolution. Mm-hmm. And if there's an ice age, it does alter their food source, their habitat and their life as they know it. So they go extinct just like other homos like homos. Right. Uh, but to be clear though, the ice age didn't happen and fucked them up. They survived through the ice age because they were superiorly adapted to the ice they age. Did, but it's they the end of the ice age is the problem. Well, wait, wait, because the, the beginning started, and by homos, I meant like homo erectus, homo sapiens, homo other things. I didn't mean to go that way. <laughs> yeah, that's right. funny. It wasn't funny at all. It was nothing funny. Well, I, like, I, no, it was funny. I need to try um, this. The Ice Age didn't kill the man. It's not saying that. It's saying the end no, of the Ice it Age. It didn't kill them, but it killed their food. I see. A lot of the plant life. Yeah. So they, they've okay. been consistently living the way that they've been living for, let's say, a million years or whatever it is. 100,000, 500,000, whatever. Um I don't know. I didn't look that up. Um, but it, it changes anything. Anytime you have a take a bunch of Americans and change a little bit of something away of life, they all, a bunch of people die, right? Sure. This is a fact. Yeah, yeah. It's but a, it's hard. I, I, I can't let you know the most adaptable species on the planet is a bad example for not adapting. Humans no, can I'm live anywhere. And do not a, no, 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 we can't because look, we right live, now, we live more widespread than any species to have ever existed on the planet, I not know, even close. I know, close. but, but any you can't change, compare humans to the mammoths in this case. Okay, 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 any, any change people die. That's a fact. If the TV, if the if Netflix goes out for uh 28 days, people will mm-hmm. die because of it somehow. Yeah, yeah, some of them will, but an entire species yeah. won't die out. No, 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 exactly. But overall, overall, this is a drastic change. They're going from predictable weather and environments to um, to there's a, a a pretty big fluctuation in the food source, the the climate, 
um, water sources, this type of stuff, um, I can see how this could, could make them go practically extinct, which is why they think that they lived up until 4000 BC, because there probably was a small amount of them that were in the right place at the right time that mm-hmm. did, like, again, more, um, whether it be, you know, again, you can imagine the ones that are further up where it's really, 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 really extra frozen now, um, sure. or ones that are close to the equator that just are a little, it's a little the edges off. Um, but overall, majority of them probably got wiped out that ice age. Then there was a stra- bunch of stragglers who, who were able to make it. Um, yeah. And then humans came around. And so it's, a, again, most things, even the ice, even the 65 million years ago, uh, asteroid meteor impact in the mm-hmm. Yucatan wasn't the only reason the dinosaurs left. Right. Yeah. It's, it it's, wasn't it's a, just it's a catalyst, that, but it's just it's one of many things. Yeah. Perfect way to describe it. It's a catalyst. But it is, it is not, it's a multiple chains uh, way of things. Like an airplane crash. It's not mm-hmm. usually one thing. Mm-hmm. It's pallet error mixed with this, mixed with that, mixed with this. Mm-hmm. It's never just one thing. So um, so that's what I believe with pretty much everything that we saw that was 10,000 years ago. Catalyst, catal- cataclysmic event, mm-hmm. um, like which was the Ice Age, which killed most the, of the yeah. like uh, other... Um, you know, Homo erectus, we have Homo sapiens, we have Homo something else, like all these human being mm-hmm. things that were um, essentially cavemen. Um, yeah, there are hominids that are similar to uh, human beings now. They're right, upright right, apes. Exactly. Right, upright apes. Um, um, wiped us out around that time. Right. Um, but it wasn't, but that was definitely a big part of it, like kind of like a plague. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm thinking here is that yeah. that that event around then is when again this is also when they believe the Sumerians kind of like kind of kicked off the fuck of the earth right am I wrong? Mm, you're a little early for that I think. A little early for that all right yeah but but yeah but the the, the point but still stands though it is it is a valid point yeah. yeah yeah I think yeah, that exactly. you're pretty so, much on track with that yeah on track with that so so that's why I believe most of these things yeah the there was another ice age that did come into to play to make a big change in the world yeah. I think that, yeah, I think like, pretty like much the, literally sorry, the perfect fucking ice creature, the Loy Mammoth still had a hard time because it wasn't necessarily, it was like, hey, I'm a tough motherfucker. I can fucking hang, but mm. everything you eat can't hang. So true. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah I, I think that I'm a little bit, uh, I'm pretty much on the same page as you there. I think that humans have a little bit more to do with it um, than. Oh, the, I didn't mention that. Yeah, they change. definitely do. Humans have a really fucking. Yeah, because I don't. I mean, things that were particularly well adapted for the ice age, I think, became adapted during the ice age. The ice age wasn't a five-year. It got cold all of a sudden. It was a very long time, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, maybe in thousands of years of the global climate changing. So mm-hmm. animals like the woolly mammoth and like the American lion, they evolved during the ice age. They, they weren't all hairy and then all of a sudden, oh, shit, good thing I'm hairy because it's cold outside. No, no, they became adapted that way because of the Ice Age. They wouldn't have existed otherwise. The woolly mammoth wouldn't have became woolly with freaking antifreeze blood if it wasn't living during the Ice Age. It, it didn't have antifreeze blood before the Ice Age. It got it during it. Its species got during it. So for me, it's the, the, sub, the, the subsiding of that ice and the global climate becoming warmer the species that were particularly well adapted for living during the ice age had a harder time. And unfortunately for them, there's a new species that's not only has existed for a while now, it's spreading among the planet and it knows how to hunt in packs and use tools. And it doesn't hunt like other animals where it hunts when it's hungry. And then, you know, the world balances itself out. 
it'll hunt you to extinction and it'll fucking do it all day long. And that's homo sapien, which I think the timeline, it's almost hard to argue against that humans are a major part of the extinction of almost every single species we mentioned on the list. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, it's it, and it's it's it, it uh, unfortunately comes in at number one. I mean, you're 100 percent correct. Um, humans, as woolly mammoths, we know we hunted them, mm-hmm. um, and most of these other creatures and critters, the elephant bird. Have, so, so, and the creatures and critters, just like our birds, top ten birds. Shout Don Morrow, shout to the fucking birds. Shout so, out to the goddamn pigeon for coming ah, in number one. Pigeon. Um, uh. The birds that do the best are able to cohabitate with humans. That's exactly right. It's a sad and fact, but not, it is true. They do have a sad fate. Um, and uh, that's how it goes. So everybody, if you uh, are in arguments with other people, just remember where stubbornness has a price. Sure Unfortunately, does. it does. Sure it does. Yeah, I think most of the megafauna were uh, hunted to the edge of extinction, uh, plus Huge the changing climate bummer. in the world, yeah. uh, and add to the mm-hmm. fact that they couldn't exist. I mean, whether it's something like the um, the giant sloth, which went extinct around the same time as humans started to proliferate down into South America, and they started to grow out and hunt these things that probably had no natural predators. If you're a 20 foot tall sloth, what's going to get you? You're huge. Even even large cats couldn't take it down at that point. It's like a, an elephant doesn't have any natural predators either. But the African elephant is endangered. And so is the, the black rhino and the, the white rhino are endangered. The black rhino, one of the last ones alive is, is still around now, but it's going to be extinct within our lifetime. Not because of the fact that it's not a badass and it couldn't survive, it's because humans killed them all. And I think that's the, very much the fact for most of these things. And you can see it the same as the elephant bird that only went extinct a thousand years ago. Uh, people killed them all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and a lot of these like, apex predators or um apex species mm, yeah they have no natural say, predators that like so i don't know the word for this um binary is the opposite of this word so they're like unilary <laughs> like they're a rhino is pretty goddamn good at one thing if you want to have oh, a, I see what you're saying. Yeah, specialized fucking war with a rhino you're mm. fucked yeah that's a fact but anything else, you're not fucked. So, like, it's very good at one thing in one place. Yeah, specialized, um, I think, is a good word for it. Yeah, they're specialized. Hyper specialized. That's it. So, that's the thing, is that we have these badass motherfucking animals, um, like the rhino, like the woolly mammoth, um, right, yeah. like the saber-toothed tiger, like the everything fucking sick is really not the... You know, like they're pretty good at everything, survival, attack. Yeah, they're not as adaptable as they are specialized, unfortunately. Yeah, and, and like in that one thing, there is nothing better. You want to take a human yeah. with a sword versus a fucking um, woolly rhino? Good no fucking chance. luck. Not happening. No chance. You're going to get that up the fucking through the neck and out the head. You better hope um, you get it up the neck because then you die faster than when it stomps on you 110 <laughs> times in a row. You slowly <laughs> crush it. 110 times in a row. Or, or you get a 16-foot tusk through the fucking sternum, and you're like, shit, this is not good. Um, <laughs> not so that's, good that's the all. thing. Just humans just, you know, we're intelligent. We're not just locked into one thing. Yeah. I mean, the, the actually going – think about the idea of hunting a woolly mammoth is just the most terrifying thing I can think of. And people did it with spears. I mean, the bravest people to have ever existed didn't put a gun to someone's head. Uh, they had to hunt a beast – a hundred times their size with them and 10 of their friends, probably their brothers 
and their family. And they had to go out there and a lot of them get fucking crushed to death, but they figured that if they can take this thing down, I mean, well, and the thing is, it's easy to shit on humans for, you know, making all these animals extinct, which I will be more than happy to because fucking humanity ruined the whole thing as we always do. But the first ones to do it, the bravest people to ever exist, I think to survive, they decided I, that's the biggest thing I've ever seen in my life. Let's all take this stick and this sharp rock and keep poking it until it stops moving anymore. That's fucking insane. Well, and you can feed a family of like, uh, let's say you're, you know, a family of three to set. Th- uh, so you can feed the whole, the whole village for ages with that thing. Well, I was going to say a deer, one modern day deer can feed a family um, of like three for at least three months. So that's just one deer. That's one deer, you know, of like daily intake. Um, so a rolling mammoth, uh, you're like, hey, this is. Keep it nice and gonna... cold on the ice. Right. Keep it fresh. Oh, yeah. Easy to. Yeah. Especially because you're up there. You're already storing it. No problem. Storage is not an issue. Yeah. Um, and you can just have so much, you know, within the fur, the tusk, the meat, the whatever it is like you guys got a lot. And they, they snout to know, snout the tail back then. So, of course, um, hey, all the whole entire hide can make coats for your entire, uh, mm-hmm. you know, nomadic village for, you know, that whole year. Everyone has a coat now. Yeah, it sucks, and uh, you big, know, we, big we, we reward. Wouldn't be here without that type of stuff. I wish we could do something about it, but yeah. um, is what it is. Me and Joe of the Dylan Joe Basement Podcast are uh, mostly Northern Europeans, so yeah, our, our ancestors, ancestors are no likely a product of this type of shit. So exactly right. Is what it is. Yeah. So that's megafauna, folks. I mean, that's basically the idea. I mean, we have Godzilla and King Kong, the inspiration, stomping through the cities. But I mean, that's an amazing idea. These giant kaiju rampaging through, fighting each other. But the craziest thing is that not only did beasts like this exist on the planet, the biggest one ever exists is still here today. Like you said earlier, wouldn't it be crazy if the world was like that? And then your friend said, hey, man, if you look. Buddy, it is. Exactly right. Sure is pretty cool so we say folks that's the dylan and joe basement podcast brought to you by your host today dylan and Josilla. and Josilla. stay posted uh get excited for next week we have a new exclusive proprietary special guests we got new guests topic for you guys keep it real product of nuclear peripheral proliferation sorry that's hard to say in fact it'd probably run away much like a deer would you found it Imagine riding your bike and you're like, like, also, you, like, I come across deer a lot and they scare the shit of me. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Of. Yeah, they're, they're scared of you. You're scared of you're like, oh, Okay. Right. Elephant bird running alongside you there. Scared the shit out of me. Very, very. I mean, you're not about to give us the biggest animal of all time right now before the list is over, are you? Is that what you're going to do? You wouldn't do that in the middle of the list. Give the biggest one of all time right now. Oh, how dare you say it? Stay here for the end. All right. All right. I'm sorry, I'm being a I, I have it on my end, and I was like, "There's no way he'll do it midway." It's the biggest one. I know, I know, but I know that you gotta say it for the end, one, for sure. It gotta be my other one. What here. are we gonna do after this? The, the other one that's kind of big, but it's really tiny. All right, then, then, then we're, gonna, we're gonna have to do it. Then we're gonna have to do it. This is our scariest jaws, the great white shark, or megalodon, 
makes Jaws look like a little, pretty little girl. Literally a pretty little girl. Um, <laughs> it is, no, so this leaves you to talk about the other fish. That is. Oh, God, you're going to blow it and you're going to call it a fish? I'm not blowing it because I just said it's not a fish. It's not a fish. <laughs> Yeah, I fucking suck. It's not a oh, wait, how many hours did you say you had on the sixty hours? <laughs> sixty hours of sucking. I know how to do a show. Here's the finale. Next up we have our least favorite song after this. <laughs> I think I'm also I'm also a little salty because I'm about to I'm about to give the biggest bug and I can't have that after the biggest animal to ever exist. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So you got the biggest bug? Yeah. 